Rise, Edge, John, Goodness, go time on a Friday morning. Betcha, we get you into a big football weekend. Tension really goes on the college game, doesn't it? Thinking about this, things ruminating this morning on a football Friday. Thanks for being up and Adam uh, with us. Nice to nice to add a little Florida back to the winter time. It's a little warmer out there this weekend. We should have beautiful weather for the next couple of days. Could be a little rainy for Monday Night Football, but that won't rain on our football parade, will it? Man, we are going to gangbusters, by the way, on Monday. So uh, we are going to get you fired up for that Monday nighter. In fact, I'll let Trevor and Doug Peterson get you a little fired up as well. Hear from those two coming up this morning. Thursday Night Football last night. I don't know where that came from. What a shootout that turned into. You know what I took from last night's game more than anything? Uh, NFL teams across the league have really screwed up leaving what were really, really great uniforms back in the day. That's what I took. Every time I turn on the TV and I see these throwback uniforms, this past Sunday, you know, the Falcons with that old red helmet and that, that you know, profile you know, Falcon, the, the Eagles and that Kelly Green, the, the Bucks when they wear their orange, the Patriots when they wear, you know, Patriot Pat and that old uh, red uniform. These, the uniforms are all so much better, man. They should just go back to them. Seattle went back to their originals last night. The silver helmet and the blue looks so much better than that neon nonsense that they wear. Neon sense. There's a new word for it. But Dallas uh, survives a, a game that many expected them to... Um, you know, just put the hammer down, but it, it took a fourth down stop inside of a couple minutes left. Uh, Dallas does win 41-35. Uh, the Seahawks, you almost felt like they were playing for their season last night as they fall back to 6-6. Six and six. But again, the bottom of these playoff projections are a chaotic mess right now. And the problem, as it is for Seattle, I believe their next two games are San Francisco and Philly. Man, we've seen some murderers rows for some teams this year, haven't we? We're talking right now about what the Eagles are going through in that six-game stretch. You know, we've talked about Buffalo has had a stretch like that. Uh, Seattle is uh, currently on one. you got to go at Dallas. you got to go at San Francisco. And then you got the Eagles at home. Oh, it's only the three best teams in your league. Good luck. But a 41-35-er uh, for the Cowboys last night. You know, I was uh, out of town um Helping raise more money, man. I am just so, so blown away by the generosity of our area. We had a fantastically, fantastically successful J-Fun Radiothon this year. Did they throw a parade for our show yesterday, E.T.? or oh, should have. Yeah, only, only Dan probably did that, right? Right. But overall, as a station, um, thanks to your generosity, our time frame alone, what did we end up with? About 130 grand? Uh, about 126. 126,000. The station raised 600 and. 600. 200 and was 68, was it? <laughs> Two, 268. Yeah. 265,810. Yeah, 265 overall. It's just amazing how much help that is going to bring. And this has kind of coincided. It's that time of year. Giving Tuesday is this week. The Radiothon is always this week. And then I have been fortunate and humble enough to be a part of the Dailies Foundation's massive annual you know, golf tournament, fundraiser, auction, all those good things. Would you like to guess a uh, total on what we added the checks up to last night, E.T.? $800,000. Sheesh. To Nemours. 
500 to Nemours, another 150 to a couple other uh, uh, charities, including the Tebow Foundation. Uh, such a fun event. The thing's really grown by leaps and bounds. And uh, to the point, I wonder why they keep inviting me back to be a big part of it. But we had a good time last night where the auction had some cool uh, events there. But I um, look, a lot of these things you'll have like a like an entertainer. You know, sometimes it'll be a singer. It'll be this. But we had this. E.T., you ever watch that show, The Carbonaro Effect? You probably haven't. Never even heard of it. It was on True TV. It's like a, it'd be around. Do you ever watch the Impractical Jokers? that ever strike you? I don't ever watch that show either. But anyway, this dude is an illusionist and a a magician. And so, you know, on the TV show, he's in all these different things. He's freaking people out. But he was there um, uh, last night and performed. And those guys will freak you out, man. So you ready? So here's the deal. He does a variety of tricks and whatnot. So he brings this dude up on stage. First of all, he's got this glass and this lemon that have just been sitting on the bar stool since he started. Like the get the, the bit was I, I you know I wanted a wa- some water with a lemon and they brought me a glass of water and just a lemon, you know just a lemon there instead of the lemon in it. Yeah, but anyway, so he'll go back take a drink and you know lick the lemon that uh, kind of nonsense as he goes through the show. But at the, his uh, concluding act was he brings a dude up on stage. He asks him for a $20 bill. The dude tears the corner out of the $20 bill, right? He takes that, and, you know, the magician, this case, Carbonara, takes his his uh, portion. You know, and then there's this whole, you know, back and forth about, oh, is it in the envelope? Is it here, here, here? And, you know, they can't find it. They think he lost it. What's going on? And then the, the, the trick, the illusion ends. And now, when I tell you, like, you, you – you cut off the corner. It's the bill, the same serial number, right? So they go this through the whole thing. Um, uh, finally, he says, uh, hey, "Go grab that lemon." He cuts open the lemon, and the and the and the rest of the bill is, you know, rolled tight, and it's inside the lemon soaking wet. I don't know how they do that stuff. I don't man. know how they do that stuff either, man. At all, you want to talk about whether whether or not being a mind freak, buddy? Those dudes will put you in a blender. But I, by the way, I'm a Carbonaro stan. Like, I loved the show. I, 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 the Carbonaro effect, I'm sure there are some of you out there who have seen it. But anyway, so, you know, I, I don't know, four or five years ago, I got into it. I watched basically every episode. I haven't since. But I just, you know, I th- it puts on a cool little spectacle, right, in, in the shows. So, yeah, I was excited to be there for that. But more excited to raise money. For, again, these are, these are children fighting cancer and illness at Nemours, you know, not just cancer, but other, you know, illnesses, diseases, what we did here for the, for the J fund this week. So you throw in that eight, right? Yesterday, you throw in the two fifty we did with the J fund. It's, I've been involved with a million and, and I don't say this, like I had anything to do with it, but I'm just awestruck by being part of a million dollars in two days. That's crazy. Right. Man. That's a million dollars of people just giving to help kids and families. And, um, and it's awesome. I'm ruminating on these college football conference championship games. It's amazing that we're about, it's different for different leagues. You know, the SEC started their conference championship game way back in 1992. So this will be the 30, what, uh, second or third rendition of the SEC championship. The ACC finally followed suit, but they didn't do it until 2005. But 2005 to 2022 means they did, what, 17 ACC championship games. Kind of surprised, not going to lie, kind of surprised that FSU, only five of those 17 appearances, and they haven't been in the ACC championship game since 2014. 
when they beat Georgia Tech in a thriller 37-35. The Knowles won the first ACC championship. They upset number five Virginia Tech here in Jacksonville. Don't forget the ACC game was here in Jacks for the first three years, I believe. But FSU, it was it was their league. They won the first in 05, and then you, that kind of coincides with just maybe kind of the tail end of Bowden where he was throwing some eight and fives on there. So they went to the first, and then they did not go back to the championship game for another five years, went back, lost to Virginia Tech. And then they rattled off three straight wins in 12, 13, 14. Can you say Jameis? Haven't been back, though, since then, until now when they will face Louisville this weekend. It's funny how the narrative and the reality of these conference championship games has changed since this format and this idea was first presented. If you go back in time, you'll remember one of the big arguments against these conference championship games was that it'll it'll knock you out of, you know, it's just one more game to knock you out of the national title hunt or one more game to knock you down a, a lower tier on the, in the bowl system, one more game <clears throat> to create some negative impact to what has been a terrific season. But as we get here now, it's almost as if it's more opportunity than it is punishment. I think FSU needs this game. I know they're undefeated. You know, we, we it's amazing what we do to college football. It's like we forget everything else about sports and competition in college football when there's a dash zero next to a team's name. Way over-importized being 12-0 and versus 11-1. and And these guys who have sat there in their suits, boo, boo and the boys, who set the order, they're the most disingenuous. I'd rather you have the, the stones, the cojones, to say what you believe is the four and stand by it. But the dash zero means so much. It's how teams like Cincinnati get into the final four. How, how gross. God, these guys, man. Dumber than dirt. Cincinnati in the final four. Because they ran through a dadgum, you know, non-Power 5 schedule. It's a joke. It's a great thing about the NFL, man. It all comes out in the wash. You know you got a tough game every week. I don't care how bad, quote-unquote, the opponent is. There is schedule parity, and it leads to parity. You don't have to worry. You trust that a 10-7 and 7 team deserves to be in over a 9-8 and 8 team because, you know, they played real, real, real similar schedules. That just doesn't exist in college football, and I'll be so glad when the playoff gets here because it really, you, it, it'd tie your brain up in knots if you were a fan of any of these eight teams. You can find very real reason to think that your team deserves to go, and just because they're 12-0 and 0 and we're 11-1, and 1, but hold on, our loss was to Texas, or our loss was to a top five team, or our loss was a fluke. Yeah, we need the 12. We need it bad. It'd be a perfect year to have it this year. I just find it hard to believe in college football and the chaotic system and the controversy that it that it sometimes brings this time of year. I have a hard time believing that these four undefeateds are just going to sail through and and we'll have a college football playoff of Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and FSU. It just doesn't feel like it's going to be that simple. Come back on the other side. We'll hear from Mike Norvell. Got the Knowles back in the ACC championship game. Not him, but the program itself for the first time since 2014. FSU will uh, try and win the ACC championship game for the fifth time in school history. Clemson 
and their dominance of the mid to late decade has them as the overall leader in both ACC championship game appearances and ACC championships through uh, that vehicle of the ACC championship game. Also, I'm going to let you hear from Doug Peterson. Um, the approach to this Monday's game, Trevor Lawrence and the team legitimately excited to be on Monday Night Football. <clears throat> it hasn't happened yet. You know, there was a time where Monday Night Football was the game You go back in the 80s and the 90s and as far back as you want to go, but let's keep it at least somewhat current. Monday Night Football was the biggest deal going. Then they introduced Sunday Night Football, and the Monday Night Football matchups got kind of bleh, and the Sunday Night Football is what they promoted as the big night. But, man, every time teams come up on Monday night, it's like it, it's a trigger of either reminiscing about what a big thing Monday Night Football used to be or really seriously being excited about being the only game in town to conclude um, your schedule week. And the Jags will get that opportunity at home. I'm going to let you hear from both Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. Uh, Mike Norvell. Hey, uh, Kirby Smart. The SEC championship game. And what a, what a matchup. Did you see that Nick Saban has won his last 16 games in Atlanta? 18-1 and one overall in his career in Atlanta. Never lost in the Mercedes-Benz Dome. Now, I think this is more a product of the incredible talent and successful seasons they've had than some sort of Atlanta uh, mojo. But... Uh, Throw that into the something's got to give category when these two power uh, heavyweights hook up. Got much more to get to as we move you along through this uh, Football Friday. We got the Whisperer, so we'll talk quarterbacks with Denny Thompson. Got the Friday Five Pack. Cat chat yesterday, I guess, uh, am I to understand, E, that I'm the new leader in the Five Pack? You are. Okay. Very tenuous grasp on the... Uh, on a new lead in the Friday Five Pack, doing just any and everything you can to avoid spinning that wheel. Meanwhile, the sack bet looms. Had a nice week last week. That's a three to one spin if uh, the Jags don't get over thirty-five sacks. So, um, you know where I'm watching on Monday night. I'm watching you, in that you backfield. What, I got up at twenty-four through eleven. Yeah, I got a big needed a big four sack game last week. That helps puts me at least um, on pace. If they get 12 more, right, to a game now, and I'll have a winner. Well, I'd be at 36, so um, we shall see. All right, let's do that. Let's come back. Let's talk to Captain Kev, see what's happening out on the waterway. One of the auction items, uh, I had 10 auction items last night. These are really like real big, cool stuff, uh, e, like uh, African safari and, Damn. you know, trips here and there, all kinds. Of, but one of them was, uh, and I thought of you, because I thought you would enjoy doing it. Not sure that we would have ponied up the kind of cash that it took to uh, reserve this trip, but it was a uh, a day out fishing, you know, charter boat fishing with Travis Etienne. Oh, come on, man. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be live. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? So some some lucky dude. I, I can't keep up with it, man. Uh, but some lucky dude, he's going to be taking a little fishing trip with the Jaguars running back. He cut a check on that, too. Yeah. Oh, boy. They were cutting some checks last night, buddy. They were cutting some checks all for a great cause. And again, whether it's Tom Coughlin's J-Fun and, and childhood cancer here in town, the great battle that they fight, and certainly a hand-in-hand uh, in combat with us here at 1010XL. So happy to be a part of that success. Uh, and happy to be alive heading into a great football weekend with all of these conference championship games. We'll have the Friday Five Pack do our best to predict and preview them as we move through this Friday morning as well. But we'll see what's happening out on the water. Uh, we will uh, take you inside the Jaguars locker room and more on conference championship 
Saturday, which actually starts Friday and a big one tonight. So I'll remind you of, of kind of the schedule that'll play out here over the next few days as well. You are listening to The Drill. It's a GFL Friday. That's green for life. Look for our bright green trucks and cans all over Jacksonville. And trust GFL for all your commercial roll-off needs. All right, we'll put our line in the water. Talk to Captain Kev here in just one second. Getting that all lined up. Uh, meanwhile, look, Nick Saban has said some things through the years that, that were, you know, kind of self-serving to his program. That's his job. But I, I don't, they're kind of... It's, it's like they want to position what he said yesterday as some sort of entitlement. No, it's not. It's just abject common sense. If you give us four teams out of the playoff and you don't have an SEC team in there, then I give up. Come on, man. Give me any scenario where there's no SEC team in the four. I, I don't even know where Nick Saban came up with the comment. He said, quote, it would be a disrespect to the SEC if there isn't an SEC representation in the college football playoff. Yeah, you bet. it. Well, who in the world thinks there's not going to be an SEC team? There's no way there's not an SEC team. If Alabama beats Georgia, they're in. And they should be. They should beat the number one team in the country. It's won 28 straight games, 29 straight games. If Georgia wins, of course they're in. I don't know why you're making a controversy where there's not one. There is no world in which Alabama does not go to the college football playoff if they beat Georgia. They're a one-loss SEC champion. And, yeah, I would – yeah. I'd, I'd probably be a little hot if I was a Texas fan. I get it. But the thing's so convoluted, you can't even go by head-to-head as the exclusive tiebreaker. It's not fair to the totality of your season. So uh, we shall see. We'll see if we have any chaos. Going to get back into the college uh, football the title games here in just a second. But first, we'll go to the All-Pro Roofing Hotline and bring in Captain Kevin Favor and talk a little fishing. You know, I, I did a um, I did a, a, an auction last night for the Daily's Foundation, uh, Kev. There was a couple of fishing items on there, but one of them was a, a day out on the water, a charter trip out of St. Aug with Travis Etienne. Really? Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, that wow. Was, be fun, wouldn't it? Hell yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Your boy, yeah, our, cool. your boy, our friend uh, Paul Dozier you know, is, uh, okay. is, is a big supporter of this event as well. So he throws together for you know coordinate some good fishing, uh, yeah. you know opportunities uh, on there. Uh, by the way, E um, uh, Paul and, and and his his wife Lauren they gave us a thousand ten dollars the other day too. We should have given shout them a personal out to shout Paul out. Dozier yeah. family. Yeah, the Nimnik. Uh, Family coming through. Family viewerships. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the truth. Uh, good folk, good, good, good folk, good gators. You know, I like I like uh, running into those guys and oh, gals yeah. and talking to them. Yeah, Paul, Paul and I obviously go way back. Yeah, I know you know, that. We, we've known each other. We've known each other a long time, and and uh, obviously the uh, Nimnik family dealership's been a big part of the outdoor show. Yeah, have, right? and and ten ten XL also for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 and ten ten XL for for sure. Yeah. For sure. So, what's yeah, the, we appreciate all their support. That's for damn sure. What's it look like out there uh, on the water when the cold <laughs> snaps been, you like it did this week? Does it create change? It, it does create change, but it creates a good change. You know, the the, the coldest the water got this week was 59. Um, and, you know, that was early morning, you know, whatever. And the fish are going to bite at 59. They're just, that, 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 doesn't, that doesn't bother them at all. As a matter of fact, we were having this conversation on the forecast show last night and uh you know what what water temperature is it that that, that spooks you it's got to get below 53 jeff you know mm-hmm. um and 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 we're nowhere near there the, the the fishing 
you know, we didn't get to talk last week, but uh, fishing this fall, man, just, just continues to be outstanding. I mean, the inshore bite, I mean, this, this week has been, it's been just as good as it's been for the last three weeks. You know, if you get the weather day, um, which you, you, you know, you fish windows this time of year, obviously, but we've had some beautiful weather this week. And then the Wahoo bite yesterday, the guys that got out, uh, there's the El Pescado is going on right now, which is a, a tournament out, out of um, Comanche Cove. Bro, they're catching blue marlins, they're catching sailfish, they're catching wahoo. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's quite amazing. And and I was I was talking to Cap Scott Shank about this. I was like, you know, it just seems to me, you know, dude, I've fished here my whole life that what they have basically not not discovered, but what what they what they've done with this wahoo fishery and and. They've, Northeast Florida is like an area where people are coming to from all over the world now. Why is that? You know? Are they bigger here or more prevalent? Or? I think that 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 the fishermen have gotten better with technology and they're figuring it out. Uh, you know the the bottoms and and, and the, the structure that's offshore of here, and 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 they like I said they're figuring it out. And dude, they're just they're. They're so delicious too. That's a great oh eating fish. Gosh, top top three eating kidding? fish. Yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 fantastic. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, when they when, when they're when they're getting the weather days, um, they're 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 catching plenty of wahoo. Like I said, with with the uh, El Pescado, they're I mean, gosh, boats are catching you know four or five sails. They're catching blue marlin. Um, so it's 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 an incredible fishery this time of year. And and you know what, Jeff, you know when when. When I first started in the charter business, you know, we fished May through September, which, okay. you know, I mean, that's that's what it was. You know, there was a, and and we didn't fish in the winter time, you know, and and, and what we're, we're we're you know finding out is that, you know, there's a lot of fish out there in the winter time, you know, because we <laughs> a lot just of fish didn't in the do sea, it. They say. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but you go out there and find that temperature break. Um, you know, you know, five six degree break. I mean, that's that's where the bait is, and that's where the fish are. So, you know, a lot a lot has changed. That's that's for sure. For but the better I mean, sounds is, like if you can go catch you know, fish this time the, of it year, it is for the better. Yeah, it is for the better. You know, I mean, there's 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 certain things that we complain about. Um, you know, that, that regs that, that probably should change. You know, I mean, the, some of the bottom fishing stuff, and but but for the most part, the the, the fishery is pretty damn strong. And uh, weather looks good this weekend. Now you may you may get a little wet, um, but there's they're not calling for much wind. And and again, give me one of the two. Give me a shower here and there. I'll take that because I, I'd much rather fish in a, a little rain shower than wind. I yeah, for sure. Wind, yeah, for sure. You know? So inshore yeah. keeps yeah. popping, and uh, life is good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah awesome. life, life, life is good. So um, so where Graham Mertz is coming back? Yeah, I you know the the, the plum of the of the recruiting class for Florida is this hotshot quarterback, DJ Lagway, but, but Mertz, you know, I, I like having that veteran a hand there. You just worry so much with this change. Like I saw there are 60, maybe 75 quarterbacks in the transfer portal, Kev. These quarterbacks (laughs) come and they leave if they're not the man. So you can't help but get worried about if you have a hotshot recruit like DJ Lagway, he comes to Gainesville and, you know, is he willing to sit for a year behind Graham Mertz? I don't know. These kids, this NIL and this transfer portal you know, stuff it's, is it's, just obnoxious. 
It's obnoxious. It's so disingenuous. We started down this path to give kids some pocket change so that they didn't have to get jobs. So they could remember so they could go on a date. You know, now we're talking about six and seven million dollar contracts for college players. It's gross, man. That's what the NFL's for. I I remember seriously when, when, when it first started. NIL and and, and and you know me, I'm I'm a junkie when it comes to 1010XL. I listen to all the shows and I but I remember they're like, Yeah, they'll probably make five, seven hundred bucks a month, you know. Right. And I, in the back of my mind I was going, This is free agency. And they've just it's, completely it's, opened it now to that free agency. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 And, and but the other thing that I find so funny, real quick, I'll let you go. Yeah. You stay during as long as summer, you want, my brother. <laughs> during during the summertime. Graham Mertz was buried. For sure. I mean, buried. I mean, yeah. they were making fun of him. I mean, like, oh, we got Graham Mertz. And, you know. 100%. Um, we were wrong. In North Carolina, oh, they got Sam. You know, yeah. I mean, I was like, we haven't even given this kid a chance yet, you know, and, they're, and, and he's 16th, you know, in, in the SEC. And, you know, he played good, man. I mean, on a bad team. For sure. He played, he played good. Yo, for I'm, sure. I'm, I mean, I think, I think it's going to help. Him coming back, I mean, do it just from a recruiting standpoint and, and keeping kids out of the portal. I mean, he's kind of a coach for us, too. You know? I, yeah, years old, right? the portal's been, you know, this this Trevor Etienne heading to the portal continues to percolate rumor-wise. Yep. You know, there were some, some shock headlines yesterday that he had actually gone in. For what I understand, that hasn't officially happened yet. I think they're trying to pull together some cash to keep him. It's gross. Right. I don't, I'm not about kids not having money. Go get a job then, kid. If money's so important to you at 20, here's an idea like the rest of us. Go get a job. Your talent's good. It's not so overpowering. You know, the talent of these kids getting what they deserve. No, they're not. They're getting a million times more than they deserve. That's the point. And it's yeah, just, I mean, don't, don't you think Graham Merch is probably going to make more? I, I would think. I just. You know? I, I mean, just, seriously. Yeah. You know, but you look at the good, sol- strong, solid programs, and you know who it doesn't affect or bother at all. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan—they just keep on going, right? This is a game that is lo- that, that if you if you get coaches and allow your program to go down into loser status, mediocre status, where you're like Northwestern, and that's what Florida is, then you have to be, yeah, you have to lose. You're going to lose your kids to other places because they want to go where they can win. They don't want to go out on Saturday night and get mismanaged, miscoached, and play mistake laden football to the tune of five and seven. So. Um, I agree. We'll see. I totally agree. All, right. All right, buddy. Thank you, man. You had to do yeah, it. Didn't you? Had to do it. You know you did. I did. All right. <laughs> Outdoor show tomorrow with Kevin and the boys. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate you. Had to do it. And call the Gator. You know, there's a lot of bunch of Gators up there. They're giving me grief. I can't be so negative. Why? Am I, bro, I'm not being negative. I'm being real. I mean, I, I don't. I, I think it is worth reminding that Florida just went five and seven. You could say that every day. That's what you are. You want to go five and seven? Then let's tell everybody all day, every year, you went five and seven. The University of Florida, and you've given back-to-back losing years. Freaking Gary Darnell would do better than that. I'm so amazed that Florida football and fan and fan base is just accepting this. Oh, it's okay. Well, we'll give me a year. Well, we'll see how we are. I mean, come on, y'all. We're not talking about some sleeping you know, program that's never had any success. Consider the run that Georgia has been on in the SEC and all these SEC championship games in Natties. They still haven't been to as many SEC championship games as Florida. That's the ceiling. And to tool around down there in the athletic department and not have a freaking clue about what 
legacy and standard and history are, it's gross. So take the AD first, put his stuff in a suitcase, and send him out on a bus. You gone. You're fired. And then give Billy Napier one more year. And then with, I don't get with excuses or this or rationales or anything else. If he goes six and six, then head on back to a level of football where you can play chess with like-minded players. And that's going to exist like in the Sun Belt or FCS. Because when you take your chessboard up against the Brian Kellys and Kirby Smarts and Nick Sabans, boop, 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 checkmate. See you later, five and seven. The opposite of that feeling right now would be the FSU fan base. Here's Mike Norvell on the big opportunity that awaits his football team tomorrow. Chance to go compete for an ACC championship. It's going to be one heck of a matchup. You know, all the respect in the world for Louisville and who they are. And you see the playmakers that they have. Uh, you're a very complete football team. Offense, defense, special teams. Uh, you know, they're going to challenge. They're going to, they've, they've got explosive players. You know, it's going to be a heck of a game. Uh, Kirby Smart on facing Alabama yet again in a big-time matchup. Georgia has won a couple of these, but let's not – Alabama has won this game. I told you Nick Saban has won his last 16 in Atlanta. Uh, Kirby Smart ain't been there 20 years, gang. That means if Kirby has faced Nick Saban in Alabama in the SEC championship game, he's lost. Now, ironically, those two haven't matched up a ton in the SEC championship game. They just haven't with this team flaring here or this team firing there or this team not making the the championship game. Uh, Alabama a couple times in the last few years. But this this is a really intriguing game to me. The closer we get to it, the more I think Alabama may be positioned to pull the upset. It is so hard to be perfect. Dogs have been perfect, man, for two and a half years. Are we going to continue to see a bunch of 18 to 22-year-olds just be perfect? Maybe we are. One thing is... <clears throat> For sure, Alabama it definitely offers you a challenge. They're playing as good a football as anybody in the country. And don't talk to me about playing in Auburn because I know. So they have played really, really good football, and they've evolved from the start of the year to now. They're not the same team they were in the beginning of the year. Not many are. You know, They're a very talented, really well-coached, Good football team that's playing its best football at the end of the year. It's fourth and 31. He dropped in a luck box throw into the corner of the end zone. It was great. It was there. It had to be right in the two-foot circumference that it was in. So, with all due respect, Kirby, I will tell you about Auburn. They should have lost last week, and they wouldn't even have an, a, a chance to go anywhere. So, yeah, save me your um, your perfect analysis of Alabama they most certainly are not playing as good football as anyone in the country. That's not true. They're not playing as good as, say, Michigan, who's undefeated. They are a challenge. Build them up. Tell your guys. Give a fiery, profane pregame speech and go win another one. Feels like that's what the dogs are going to do. Our Pest of the Day is brought to you by Mission Pest Control. <clears throat> Mission accomplished for knocking out all your pet problems, which can be quite persistent here in Jacksonville. But uh, we'll continue to tell you about Mission Pest Solutions. You need to make the switch right now to Mission Pest because we're telling you to. Veteran and locally owned and operated. Mention 1010XL. When you call 944-PEST, you'll get 25% off your initial pest or termite protection services. My pest of the day, and I don't see any optimism, and I don't care if, wow, they were close last night. My pest of the Detroit Pistons, who have forgotten 
that they play professional basketball. You see, in professional basketball, you can't go for 0 for 16 in a month. Yeah, the Pistons just lost the entire month of November. Dang. They lost their 16th straight game to the Knicks last night. You know who their coach is? You know who the Pistons coach is? Um, is it Monty? Yeah, Monty Williams, yeah. who took the Suns to a, a finals. Uh, yeah, not so easy. Here's why the Pistons are my pest of the day. The Pistons have been terrible now for four or five years. They've been having top draft picks. You should get better. The Rockets getting much better. The Magic getting much better. If you're down there at the bottom and getting all these picks, you're the ultimate pest of an organization if you can't get any better. And picking first and third and down the line, these Detroit Pistons obviously aren't getting a, a lick better. They're 2-18 and 18, or maybe even worse. They've lost 16 games. They went 0 for November, and they are my pest of the day. Brought to you by Mission Pest Solutions. Mention 1010XL, 944PEST. By the way, when you text or call 944PEST, this is what you're getting. You're speaking directly with the owners. Doing it different, Mission Pest will blow your mind with communication and response time for all your pest, termite, and mosquito needs. Going to hear from Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, and we'll uh, queue up a football fix next. You know, if you want to talk about the number one seed or whatever that is, you know, we put ourselves in a situation where that's attainable, you know. We're right there in the mix. So I think that's something that we definitely, we're not oblivious to that fact. Obviously, we're taking it one game at a time, and you got to win one game at a time in order to get there. But we understand that that's a real, that's something that's reachable for us and that we can do. Schedule says go for it. Schedule says go for it. The Bengals with no Joe Burrow, the Browns with no Deshaun Watson, your toughest game at home and what should be a very frothy atmosphere for Ravens, Jags, Sunday night football in a few weeks. And then you got a bingo, bango, bongo finish of Bucks, Panthers, Titans. If you truly are number one seed material, then you should go win the one seed. That's a that's a cakewalk schedule by you know, I listen, first things first, there is no there are no givens in the NFL. I would suspect they would lose at least one game out of these last six. But again, you know, Doug Peterson doesn't play this game of like acting like things aren't out there and they don't matter. This has been a team that hasn't been afraid these last couple of years to identify what they want to do and, and you know, not pretend like it's not a goal or an issue, whether it was making the playoffs last year or now trying to make a push to be the number one overall seed. Meanwhile, Monday Night Football comes to town. Uh, Doug Peterson, sure, he was a bit surprised to learn that the Jags hadn't been in MNF since 2011. He's got a lot of experience approaching Monday night games as both a player and a coach. And this team has the experience of those late games last year, right? First, the season ender against the Titans. You got flexed into Sunday night football. You picked up the win. You won the division. You had another primetime game the next week. Chargers came in, jumped you 27-0, and, you know, you made playoff history here in town. So perhaps the way last season ended, it puts you in pretty good shape mentally to be able to handle what the kind of excitement that Monday Night Football will bring. Yeah, I mean that, that was that was good to have, you know, the Tennessee game on a on a Saturday night here. You know, the, the obviously the, the playoff game Saturday night here. Of course, you know Kansas City, just big moments. We haven't had many. You know, uh, this team we're playing has been in been in a lot. You know, recently. So um, it's just how we handle that, and um, you know how we how we approach it. But just just keep things keep things the same. All right, let's fire up the band and bring you a football fix. This is brought to you by Allstate agent Mandy Bowers in Mandarin Thursday Night Football last night. Cowboys got all they wanted out of the Seahawks. Dallas scored the go-ahead touchdown inside of five minutes to go. 
They uh, tack on a late field goal. They went 41-35, but the game in doubt until the minute mark when the Seahawks just inside Cowboys territory could not convert on fourth and short. The kid got another interception, too. Yeah, no pick six this time. Right. Uh, big night for DK Metcalf, a DK Metcalf sighting, which can mean only one thing as my fantasy season comes down the stretch. And I looked at last night's lineup and matchup. Of course the guy I'm playing has DK Metcalf, who hadn't done anything in, like, all year. All year. So th- thanks a lot, Fantasy God's Little G. I hate you. I know hate's a strong word. That's why I'm using it. Fantasy God's Little G to hockey sticks to Hades. Oh, by the way, we have a Monday Night Football flex. First time in the history of the league that's happened. This was the first year you had that opportunity, but... This is how far the Patriots have fallen. Chiefs, Patriots, NFL says, nah, not interested. And so that potential Monday nighter just goes to the old boring 1 o'clock Sunday kickoff. And instead, it'll be Eagles-Seahawks. Uh, the Seahawks by then, now 6-6 six and six after last night's loss. They had to play the Cowboys. Next week, they're going to go to the 49ers, and then they host the Eagles. Yeah, good luck with all that. Uh, by the way... Not to be unnoticed with the Cowboys in their victory last night is how good Dak Prescott is playing. And the Cowboys at home have been just a, a holy terror. Four straight home games now over 40 points. Never happened in uh, franchise history. Uh, Von Miller has turned himself in. He was arrested after a warrant was issued for allegedly assaulting his pregnant girlfriend. Uh, let let the law play its way out here. Um, if you're an NFL defensive end and you're putting your hands on a woman, it's amazing you can handle an offensive tackle because you're just a big old coward is what you are. So it, I'm surprised that Von Miller is a good football player because if he's beating up pregnant women, he's a he's a coward. Interesting. We'll see. I'm not saying he is. I'm saying he's been arrested for it. We'll see uh, how that plays out. The cards have waved... Tight end Zach Ertz. You know the first thing I thought about E when I saw they had waved Zach Ertz? What's that? Is how many times in the last six years we would have been in a froth. Go get Zach Ertz. Go get, remember, we, we get Dan Arnold and we think we've hit Travis Kelsey. That's how <laughs> bad it was around here. That's Football Fix. You're welcome. Got the quarterback whisperer today. What a big opportunity and a big moment for Carson Beck. The Mandarin High School product won a state title. Led him to a state title at Mandarin High. By the way, it was a lot more than Carson Beck. That Demario Douglas, who's running around for the New England Patriots, was on that that Mandarin team. So that was a very good team. But Carson Beck going up against Alabama this weekend. You know, the patience that he showed in staying there, the improvement he shows, and Denny has worked very closely with him. So we got that, the five-pack, and more. You're listening to The Drill. It's a LFG, LFG or GFL? Of course, it's GFL. The GFL Friday. Uh, by the way, Tiger Woods um, resumed his golf career yesterday. He's 18th out of 20, shot a three over 75. You're listening to 1010XL on 92.5 FM. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on you know it! Sweet Friday! That was a good one. Can I get a little emotion, please? You can. Hey! Ho! Hey, ho! Oh, oh dear. Wait right here. We'll start the show in just a moment. Uh-oh. 
Dan has been informed that he left his lights on this morning. So now he's going to do what, well, I guess what he considers to be sprinting down the hallway. I, <laughs> That's what he called a sprint. I more categorize that as plodding down the hallway a little bit, which is fine, but we'll wait for him to go all the way. And he's missing his girl Saturday, uh, Friday, who's putting on a show here. Okay. Friday throwing that thing. Ah, that's what she did. That's what she does. She's man. throwing that thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is about how long it'll take Dan to run a 40. <laughs> <laughs> Sundial time. <laughs> uh, got Monday Night Football coming up uh, just, what, three days away. You know what another great offshoot of having Monday Night Football is? You get to just, like, enjoy Sunday football without... That's true. You know, without your grind. we got some good games coming up this weekend, for sure. Uh, San Francisco, Philly, that's... Ooh, ooh. I would say this. We, we're, we've been on a string now of just... Really, there's been at least a really good game every week for about the last six weeks. Yeah. Like a, you know, like a Chiefs-Eagles or a, you know, Niners-Eagles. It's just been really, really uh, cool games. Making up for all them trash Thursday games we was getting. Yeah, we had some, didn't we? We had a good one last night. Dallas, in case you missed it, uh, beat Seattle. They're really, really good at home. 9-3 and three overall, though, and clearly the third best team in their league. I don't know how much good it's going to do them. They'll get one home playoff game. They'll win it. Then they'll have to go play either Philly or San Francisco, and it'll be bye-bye Dallas. See you next year. He's still plotting. <laughs> Here he comes. That was not just a second, Brent. <laughs> We got it all figured out. I had to wait to make sure they went off. Huh. They did. Wow. In fact, I got to the car for the record. Because most lights now will turn themselves off. Uh-huh. I got to the car for the record, and I heard you say, Dan is sprinting, or what he says is sprinting <laughs> down the hallway. Yes. So I made it that fast. Like, like grease lightning is what White they call lightning. you. Meet me. What about that, E? Yeah, you was gone. Oh, oh, by the way, I, I may have spoke too soon. Yes. Because I'm looking at what a great game 49ers-Eagles is? Yeah. Oh, we got a lot of this kind of game this week, too, though. Browns-Rams, Panthers-Bucks, Dolphins-Commanders, Cardinals-Steelers, Falcons-Jets. Yuck. Yuck. Well, big news in college football, hot rumors that uh, Tate Rodemaker's out. Ooh. Won't be playing in the ACC championship game. And that there's a lot of buzz out of Tallahassee. I guess the kid is Brock Glenn would take his place if Tate can't go. And if he can't go, the rumor is it's because of the concussion. And if he has a concussion, then major, major criticism and shame, shame, shame. We're going back in. On the coaching staff for shoving him back in the game the other night. Hmm. So a lot of ifs and buts, but certainly uh, that is uh, Vegas has adjusted the point spread, I think, a point. It's down to like two, isn't it? Like one and a half, maybe. Man, the Brock I, Glenn kid might I beat. I pity the fool that thinks Louisville's beating FSU. The Brock Glenn kid might beat out Tate Rodemaker next year. They like him. He was an Ohio State commit. Okay. Um, Boy, it's, I, I know they would rather might have won the backup job if he hadn't gotten injured. So I do believe if you ask Mike Norvell what would make him most comfortable, what he wants, it would be Tate Rodemaker. Yes. You know, no, so, the kid has no experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, that's not the, exactly the you know the spot you want to throw them in there. No, with that experience level, I, I don't. I mean, I, I got a Louisville team lost at home to an SEC middleweight, gave up thirty eight to an SEC middleweight. I don't trust Louisville to. Move. I like that coach. I think it, when they get a good quarterback, they'll score points. I they're, like their his coach offense. Jeff Rom. Yeah, I do too. I don't get me wrong. I, I think Louisville is is arrow pointing up. 
But I just, I don't know. But anyway, that's the that's the buzz out in uh, that's the buzz out there in Tallahoochee. Louisville scoring points. Yeah, I mean they beat Duke twenty three nothing. They scored thirty four on Virginia Tech, thirty one on uh, Virginia, thirty eight in a win at Miami, and then thirty one in their loss to Kentucky. So, but I don't. They haven't faced the defense like this FSU defense. Yeah, but they had big wins. I mean, they they beat Notre Dame earlier this year. Lost at Pitt, man. Pitt and Kentucky. Ugh. Yeah, two bad losses. When they look back, they'll go, "Why didn't we go undefeated? We won all these other games." But yeah, they're Louisville, and they're 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 they've had a great year. I mean, they made it. Sure, to the they ACC. have. Yeah. See, it's all it's different perspectives, really. I mean, Louisville's thrilled to be in the ACC championship game for FSU. If they were healthy, it would be just another step. But now it's just like let's win and see what happens. You if know? they win, they're in, right? Um, no, huh? Not a hundred percent, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah. other, I. I and like I said, if you put a I, uh, put in I one loss team, it will be an awful dicey decision. I'm not saying that. I said this yesterday. Uh, I would put them in because that's, I'm not going to be a hypocrite about it. But because but that, their big buzz now is the four best, the four best, the four best. Well, if it's the four best, they're not one of the four best. Again, we're but delving they into deserve opinion. the right to me to prove that they're not one of the four best. That's that's the only. Do you well, think they're one of the four best? Um, as we sit here, based on what yeah. they've done this year, yeah. Oh. I'm not going to suggest uh, project moving forward what they will or won't be. I've watched this committee put the Cincinnati's of the world into the oh, tournament. That's, that's that's past punishment. Yeah. That's not what I. Asked. They're undefeated in the ACC, so yeah, they're one of the best. And with all due respect, fawning over these one loss teams, I'm just I'm tired of it. They have the worst combined. As far as the schedule, the schedule, the teams they played, the one loss record, mm-hmm. the worst of anybody's. They're like sixty five and seventy six. Yet in the some of the power rankings, they're up there at three or four. Yeah. Like uh, the, you know, they do so many analytics. At the end yeah. of the day, they're undefeated in you a major. You just have to conference. trust your eyes. Are they they're about to be the number fourteen team in the country too? If they do, yeah. Yeah. which will be more than what Texas does when they impress with a win over twentieth ranked Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. And Texas has also been tested a few times. Had a couple games they could have lost. Who are you putting? Oregon is the one. Like, who do you think is what one lost team? You're, well, I you're think sure the, is better than FSU. I think the chaos comes if Georgia loses. Oh, for sure. Well, that's what I mean. If all the if all four win, yeah, yeah. I was all, still stuck on is FSU not one of the four? Right, one of the oh, best no. four. Well, yeah, I, and I would say if FSU wins and goes thirteen and zero in that conference against that, you know, and then they don't go in. In what then, conference? Huh? That conference, like it's some sort of powerhouse. Well, I mean. I think if you go on the road and win at Clemson, it's a hell of a lot better than any road win that Oregon had this year. That's what I believe. I'm not even okay. just saying that. I, I'd okay. rather. I think it's harder to go win at Clemson than USC or Washington State or no. any other of these pitfalls of the Pac-12. Which suddenly, by the way, uh, since the playoffs have started, what's the one conference that never does squat when it comes to the playoff? You've done a 180 on this. One. That'd be the Pac-12. Huh? Yeah, that'd be the Pac-12. Yeah, I'd be the Pac-12 has been. If you put the Pac-12 in the playoff, mm-hmm. they're going to be one. They're going to be done, and then we'll see a you know, in another 10 years when you get a team back in there. So okay. you just, the hard thing with college football is you just don't know. Yeah, you don't know. You just don't know how good teams are because the schedules are, are not alike. I would say if they if all four are undefeated, <clears throat> they're in. I would say if Oregon beats Washington, Oregon is in, but Washington is out. Yeah. And I would say, but so to me it comes down, it, it, to, me it comes down to the Alabama-Georgia game. Well, and the interesting. Because I don't know how you're – Here's a question. Are you more apt to put in two SEC teams with one loss and not the ACC champion? I don't think you can do that. 
right. And it seems patently unfair to Georgia, but it is what it is. You got to win to go. Uh, I, 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 I again will argue with you again. It won't be Georgia. It'll be Alabama. If Alabama will be the SEC champion, will be left out. No way. Okay. Yeah, no way. All right. Yeah, I don't. That yeah. You think Alabama will get in and Georgia won't? I don't know if Georgia will, but if Alabama wins no, the just, SEC, I will get. I will bet you whatever you want to bet right now. Yeah. That if Alabama beats Georgia, Georgia's getting in. What I've learned. I don't know if Alabama is, but what, Georgia is. And what I've learned, at least. Mm-hmm. What I've gleaned from watching and listening and reading from the national perspective on this, that mm-hmm. is not the thinking around those covering the committee. The, com- the thinking is not if Georgia, if Alabama beats Georgia and you look at the projections, they are not projecting Georgia to be in. I'm not saying if it's right, wrong, or indifferent, but that is not what the common thing is, and it shouldn't <laughs> be. What This should be for the SEC spot in the four. That's fair. They got two great teams that are yeah. playing each other. Yeah. You have every opportunity to get the four winners in, loser, great year. I think that's fair. I mean, I do. I don't If Alabama wins and wins the SEC, they are I would bet a zillion dollars they're going to the four. Now, whether or not you include Georgia based on the other stuff, and I'm not saying that I don't think Georgia is one of the four best. That doesn't matter. Every year in the NFL playoffs, a team we think is one of the four best is gone first weekend. It happens. Yeah. So, in a way, all these teams are in the playoffs already. Or they're at least in a elimination um, format or situation. Yeah, but if I'm Georgia and I have to play Alabama versus I'm Texas and I have to play, uh, who are they playing? Okie State. Yeah, I get it. I'm like, well, that doesn't seem like it's fair. Well, but then Texas There's will a lot set. of not fairs in the, in, yeah. the, in the way it sets up. It'll well, be interesting. I guess you got to let it play out. It, it usually works out. It has, I will yeah, say for the this, most part. in the final four, there might be one team here or there that can scream from the mountaintop. I'm just <laughs> – somebody asked me that the other day about Ohio State. I said, ain't no way. There's no scenario I can find where Ohio uh, – just didn't look at it where – unless there's like major, major upsets, there's just no way Ohio State – They love Ohio it. State, though. They, they still do got them up there high. They got them Above six. the one loss. Yeah, Aren't they the best yeah. one loss behind Oregon? Yeah. They got them like six, I think. Yeah. So. I don't get it. It'll be uh, – It's not like they – you know, It'll be manifest that destiny and go off. I just and hope. Win. I just hope. I hope. I hope there's chaos because I like to. Have yeah, to, sure. I like, especially but, when I don't have a dog in the fight. Well, plus it will mean that we've just had an exciting, dramatic weekend of college football, right? For chaos, there's yeah. going to be upsets. There's going to be undefeated teams going down. Yeah, we'll do our best to uh, project when we offer up the Friday five pack. Running out of well, this will be the last weekend of like real games that count. We'll certainly do some bowl games in the five pack along the way, but yeah. What do we got? Six, eight games, pretty big games on the schedule this weekend. And college football, yeah, yeah, I think and so. it's so it's interesting because, or maybe it does still play that way. But the argument against these conference title games when they were first formed is that well, you you just you know you've worked all year to put yourself in position, and now with one game you can play yourself out of it and lose your title shot. But at the same time, this is a year where you could argue the other side. You've got these really good that we think really good one loss teams, and they get a chance to earn their way in. I wonder if the Jacksonville Jaguars are facing a little bit of a conundrum in this respect. We can we have an opportunity here maybe to get the one seed, a fight for the one seed. Okay. But we got a long way to go. We still have six games. We got a third of the season left. Okay. You know, that's a long way. Yeah. But super easy schedule. Super easy. But um to get there, we're gonna need we're gonna need our guy ETN to be at his very best. Okay. He's banged up right now. Tony said he didn't look the same. He's limited in practice. It's, you know, January is such an important time. Um, what do, how do you handle that one? Like, 
the because he's a tough kid. He likes to play. I just wonder how looking at it, do we say, well, let's. You're saying, do you do you rest Travis Etienne yeah, to I, cause him further? Is always do I let him get 100 percent healthy because I need yeah. him in January, man. If I got that guy in January, man, I, that, he's a. I mean, he's arguably our best guess, offensive weapon. I guess the one thing I would say, because you're not dealing with a lower body injury, you're dealing with ribs. You know, yeah. I and I think that you can try to use him. You're not going to do something that's going to set you back an extra six weeks. I don't think not with a rib injury. Yeah, you know, you can. There's stuff you can do with those ribs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can protect them a little bit better than if it's a knee or a, a hamstring. They're or hard an ankle. to heal. They are hard to heal, and it's, it might be just the fact that you're going to have to put on a flak jacket, get banged around, and wince every time you're tackled. Mm-hmm. But I don't. It's not like you know you you've got a. a a knee ligament, you're slowed. Mm-hmm. Like as far as his footwork and right and his burst and, and getting into where he needs to get, I don't think the ribs would keep him from doing that. But to your point, yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't be opposed to him sitting or barely playing against the Bengals. Mm. I, I will say this, though. I mean, last night's another perfect example. The Cowboys just about got got. Yeah, the Cowboys are weird, man. That was the first win against a winning team this year. That surprises me. Dak's playing great. Seahawks kind of felt like kind of Seattle's last stand. You know, they threw everything they had at him. Boy, that last play, I thought they could still steal it. They got two drives at the end, and Dallas's defense stepped up and stopped them, but they just blitzed the heck out of Geno. And then that last play, for some unbelievable reason, I don't know. If you're playing the Cowboys, E, and you're a quarterback, and you know you're passing, who's the one guy you better make sure you at least have one body on? CD! <laughs> I mean,. There's one guy. No, if you're if you're Seattle's offense, and you got to block some person on the Dallas defense, who is that person? You Where's got? eleven? Thank you. And for an unbelievable reason, on the last play of their offensive night, Micah Parsons came through untouched on Geno Smith. Untouched. It had to be a screw up, but. My gosh, man, that is just, what are we doing over there? They had a good night, man. They looked offensively. They they put some points on the board. They had opportunities. They just, uh, Dak's playing real well, too. Dak's playing at a high, high level, so good for him. He's playing good football, so it was a good win for him. Yeah, he, he, especially at home. They've scored 40 at home, four straight games. I don't yeah. think Dallas in all their successes the, have ever done that. Dak is in the uh, MVP conversation, quite frankly. Yeah. If he goes and beats Philadelphia here yeah. in a week. That whole that whole one win over winning team thing kind of oh, sure. hurts him. I agree. But, I I mean, look look at his numbers. They're terrific. He's played he's played very, very good football, and he, he promised he wasn't going to turn the ball over this year, and he hasn't. And so, anyway. Uh, good stuff from him and a good win for the Cowboys, who problem is they're chasing a one-loss Eagles team. So, really, they're just still staring at a wild card. Although, Philly's got San Fran and Dallas. Philly's had a man, they've got a more. They tough schedule, man. Yeah. They still got three more on that, that schedule. Yeah. Got San right. Francisco, then they got Dallas again, then they're at Seattle. You wonder if last night, although it probably shouldn't. If you're Seattle, okay, we're 6-6. Six and six. The bottom of these playoff fields in both conferences, if you're 500 well, you right up, now, they you're gotta in. Go, they got to go to San Fran next week. And then the week after that, they've got <laughs> Philly. Yeah. Oh, Seattle does? Yeah, they were going yeah. Dallas, San Fran, Philly, the three best teams in the league. Oof, that's tough. Tough and road miss, to hoe. And missing their running back, too. So, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with 10-Minute Drill. All right. This well, is the, I'm, I'm down for that. Okay. It's a GFL Friday here on 1010XL. Hit it. Hey! Ho! Oh, it's 
Sports Concepts and Rationalizations coming your way. We call it the 10-minute drill. We do it each and every day. At the end of the drill, we like to hand out a prize pack. That's at the end of the drill. E, what kind of, as you like to call it, razzle-dazzle are we handing out today? A little razzle-dazzle, something like nothing special, man. We got a $25 gift card to Small Cakes. Hey, and by the way, swing by this weekend, Saturday, December 2nd, to take your little one to meet Cinderella as you enjoy that sweet treat. But also... We got a, a gift certificate, so you got a chance to enter the win for a $500 gift certificate to Beers Diamond. Holla at your boy. By the way, in and out of consciousness last night as I was watching the prime version of the Cowboys and the Seahawks, and I looked this morning and I, I thought I had seen what I had seen, uh, the refs were out of control. 19 penalties, 257 yards of penalties, just... Uh, and again, some of them were penalties, but it, my gosh, it ruins the game. Just you almost thought. feel like you could watch a whole game and let them call their own penalties and they wouldn't get to that high. Yeah. Yeah. It right? Was, it wasn't pretty. Uh, th- t- last night is a perfect reason why I hate I hate the games going to prime. Yeah. Because we leave out this. How many how many Americans a night are stuck in a hotel? A million? Millions? Yeah, yeah you guys, you're not. You can't stream anything in a hotel. I mean, you can be at a nice hotel, and you can't watch Prime. So it'd have been really nice, you know, after a long, long night to just kind of kick back and watch the, the end of what looked like a very exciting fourth quarter. But no, no, not not with it on that Prime. Not with that stupid streaming. Uh, you know, the this weekend will determine a lot as far as Heisman. Okay. Um, Jaden Daniels is. It's. I think Bo Nix is still the betting favorite. I think Bo Nix is ahead of Jaden Daniels. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's it's those two, but there are others. Like again, what if Carson Beck goes out and throws for four hundred yards and against Alabama? Seems like he's too late to the party to, to be included, but we'll see. I, I remember a guy uh, different here. Here's the interesting. I thing. remember a guy like Carson Palmer doing it against Notre Dame late in the season. That kind of yeah. vaulted him over the top. But he's got a lot bigger national stage. Yeah, like here, I get what you're saying but here, I, but but, but I, I don't know if in L.A. Carson Beck is registering, even if he has a big game. And I'm okay with, however, because it's Bowers there, Dan. Yeah, it's like I have a hard time saying Carson Beck is the Heisman winner when Bowers is their best player. I'd I'd, yeah. I'd rather now he's missed games, so he couldn't win it, but he's the Heisman winner for George, if you ask me. I'm okay with. I, I love stats. Like they bring out, you know, I like stats. I like to see stats. I just don't like them to get too confusing. And when they get too confusing, then I think they're they're using that to support their argument. And and one of the arguments that I'm looking at right here is, 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 is you know, how good both Bo Nix is having a historically great season, but Jaden Daniels is an off-the-charts type season. But somebody puts uh, 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 in the history, Jaden Daniels is having arguably the greatest season in the history of the sport. Well, no, he's not. And you can't have the greatest season in the history of the sport if you had three losses. You just can't. That's Agreed. part of the, that's part of the especially that position discussion. That yeah, that's all I'm saying. I, and I, I'm not telling you I'm not going to vote for Jane Daniels, but I'm telling you I get it does get tiresome with with these people who are you know supporting. So adjusted pass yards per attempt, passer rating, Bo Nix is one eighty nine point eight. Okay, passer rating, uh, Jane Daniels two hundred eight point zero. Of all the Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks, the greatest passer rating ever is Jane Daniels this year. Huh. 208.0. Yeah, that college passer rating doesn't mean anything to me. Apparently not. Fifth place all-time, Bo Nix. Uh, second place all-time, Joe Burrow. Third place all-time, Kyler Murray. Fourth place all-time, Baker Mayfield. So either they've gotten a lot better throwing or it's now built to do well in this day and age with the systems that they run. How about this? I'm looking at now the same passing stats list as you are. Mm-hmm. What do these guys have in common? You ready? Mm-hmm. Bo, the, the, I'm going down in order of the best passers in college football. This year? By yards. Okay. Right? Bo Nix. Yeah. Michael Penix Jr. 
Mm-hmm. Jaden Daniels, mm-hmm. Cameron Ward, mm-hmm. Dylan Gabriel, mm-hmm. Caleb Williams, your top mm-hmm. six passers. What do they have in common? Same again. Knicks, uh-huh. Pennix, yeah. Jaden Daniels, Cam yeah. Ward, Dylan Gabriel, Caleb Williams, your top six passers uh, by yards this season. They're well, all, tra- all transfers. That's what I was going to say, yeah. all transfers. The transfer portal and the NIL suck. And something has happened in sports that I find very, very, very much that's bringing me despair. Two of my favorite things in the world, Dan, are professional golf and college football. <laughs> and the the business of both is ruining it for me. 100%. It's ruining it for me. It's despicable yeah. to pay college quarterbacks $2 million to play. That's pro football. That's what that is. You know, we've always screamed, they get them what they deserve. Right. They do not deserve that. And people say, well, if they didn't deserve it, they would pay them. Wrong, my friend. Mm-hmm. They we, do pay them, even though they don't this, deserve it. We had a discussion yesterday, and Cat had an interesting question. He said, "Is are we watching the death of college football right now? And my answer is, because I've been saying this all year, and I think you feel somewhat the same way, I hate college football six days a week. But on the seventh day, Saturdays, yeah. I watch it and I love it. But I, I, do, I can't stand the, 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 the greed. It's pro football. That is everywhere. It's not college football. I don't, we need to change the name of the sport. Yeah. It's not college football. Yeah. When you, Semi-pro, at least. It's, it's professional football. Yeah. Yeah. It's pro. You, you yeah. can't go to a school now where, someone's, where they're not getting paid. Mm-hmm. Like we had Jake Quinera in, who's going to go off to Michigan. Before he ever plays, the O-line gets to set him out. They yeah. split it up. They're mm-hmm. paid to play. It's gross. Yeah. yeah. It's absolutely gross. Well, I'm not against them getting paid something. I just think that the, they yeah. never regulated it. It's, I, it's, I, I'm, the, I'm it's a, the weakness of the NCAA yeah. that allowed this to happen, and and no, they need to get someone in charge who can rule with a heavy hand and say this is allowed, this isn't allowed. Here are the stats. You can't. How can a how can a young man go into a portal one year and go right back into the portal the next year? Is that allowed? I guess it's crazy. it is. I, I hate yeah, it. I just hate the whole thing. It's gross. Everybody. But anyway, so Jaden Daniels has the highest passer rating. He has the most rushing yards per carry. He has the most adjusted pass yards per attempt. And he's third all-time in total yards per game. So statistically, he's having the greatest season. But Bo Nix is not far behind. So, again, Bo Nix, big night tonight. He goes out and yeah, wows the sure. world. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be interesting. Jaden Daniels doesn't get to play this weekend. So... Uh, you know, if he just could now, could you argue, well, Jaden Daniels got knocked out of that Alabama game on a dirty hit, in my opinion. Uh, and what if he had gotten to play that whole game? He had a big night running the football that night for sure. So I don't know. It's, 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 it seems like it's those two, but there are other guys as well. We'll see. And, and, and the vote's got to go. I don't think you should vote before you can vote now. Uh, but I don't think as Heisman voters, we should vote until Monday. I think we should wait until the weekend or Sunday, wait till the. Games are all done this weekend, and then and then see go for it. I'm here. I wonder how this is going to play out. I, I'm, you know, I'm I'm done with being impressed by the stats. Yeah, yawn. Jaden yeah. Daniels got forty touchdowns, four picks. Yawn. So do ten other guys. Like if you want to talk about who had the greatest season in the history of college football, it's another LSU guy. It might be Joe Burrow. That's what I would say. Might be Cam Newton. Yep. yep. Might be Tebow. No, Tebow lost games that year. Oh, his, his Heisman year? Yeah, his Heisman year. He lost. Well, if we're going to go by that, yeah, if we're going to So, again, that, Burrow that's not. Cam for sure. I would say Burrow and Cam. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, and Burrow, and Burrow kind of passed Cam because I think he threw 60 touchdowns. And Vince Young had, was his. Uh, it wasn't statistically. It was, uh, okay. it was great. I mean, and he yeah. won. And, and he, he had big moments. He obviously. lifted Texas, you know. Okay. So, that, I, I mean, I like that more than I like. Like, that's a great example. Vince Young lifted Texas to a natty. 
Yeah. Right? That was like uh, David and Goliath almost. Yes, yeah. right? He beat mighty USC. Uh-huh. So Jaden Daniels needed to lift LSU to maybe at least the SEC championship. I guess that would be part of the argument when you sit there and think, who's the most outstanding college football player in the country? And then, I, and, I, and I also get the argument from the LSU side, who desperately want him to win, which I totally understand. Was it his fault that the defense was god-awful? Vince no. Young, by the way, never won the Heisman. That's right. Heisman. Oh, he didn't that's win. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah he should have. Reggie Bush, Reggie Bush man, yeah. stop it. Reggie Bush earned that. Did, yeah. did Reggie win that year or did Matt Leiner? Did Matt, did Matt Leiner win one too? Or no? won, Reggie Matt won Leiner the year that, that Vince Texas Young. Texas SC game? Yeah. 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 Good point. Leiner won the year before. Right. Yeah, and it's hard to argue with Reggie Bush, by the way. Oof. Human highlight film. Oof. Maybe the best highlight film you'll ever see of any college. Man. Although, although, timeout. No, that's not true. Oh, oh, I take that back. Oh, oh. I take that back. Tavon Austin? No. No. What are we doing? I forgot to mention this to you the E the other day, but I watched the documentary. Which one? Bye bye Barry. Oh. Oh Lord. Oh. That's the best highlight the Barry film Sanders. you'll ever uh-huh. see. So I was watching NFL Network last night and they yeah. were doing like there was a countdown of the best highlight reels and Barry was number one. I couldn't guess. Hundred percent. Man, it was you forget how great some of these players oh were. Oh my back god. In the day. Troy Palomo. Bro. Yes. Randy Moss. Yes. But Barry's highlight in the oh. NFL was wild. And at college, think about him in college. Right. And this kid, and he kind of tried to, I, I tell you what, you know, I've always been an Emmett guy. Barry was better than Emmett. Oh, Barry, gosh, yeah. Barry yeah. was that Barry dude. was the man. <laughs> he was, was the guy. Dude. Barry was him. Yes, Barry was. was him more than any. Now, his daddy wouldn't, his daddy said the three best running backs of all time are Jim Brown, me, and then you, Barry. Who <laughs> <laughs> said that? Barry Sr.? <laughs> Oh, his daddy. Did his dad play anywhere at any level? Somewhere. His daddy said he'd beat him in a race. His daddy. Stop, dad. You got to be 80 years old. His daddy was LeVar before LeVar, but is that right? Was it LeVar? Is that the name of the the ball dad? LeVar? Yeah, yeah, LeVar. Yeah, he was LeVar before LeVar, but with, but, but, but let me tell you something. Barry, like, respected and worshiped and. To his dad's credit, he raised a hell of a family. Stay in your lane. Yeah. I mean, Barry, it's, you guys, if you haven't watched that documentary, you need to watch it. It is outstanding. It takes you through, it takes you through the Lions. And, you know, they were one win away from a Super Bowl. They beat the heck out of the Cowboys in a playoff game in Barry's third year. And then they went to Washington in the NFC Championship game and they got smoked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were right there. And then he thought he'd go all the time. He explained why he retired. But what I thought was the, one of the great, greatest parts about Barry is they actually, in the documentary, when he retired, he hightailed it to London. Okay? He just got out of play. Got like, out of here. He, yeah. He, Bobby Ross was his coach, right? And so, and so Barry hightails it to London because he doesn't want it. And the media found out, so they're waiting for him. And Barry was an uncomfortable guy in the limelight. He didn't like the limelight. Yeah. He used to... Those guys, Lomas Brown, Kevin Glover, his offensive lineman, tell stories about how Barry would win the MVP trophy every year for the Lions, and he would leave it at somebody's house because <laughs> he just didn't care. He didn't care about trophy. He was in Japan when he won the Heisman Trophy because Oklahoma State didn't think they were going to win a high, have a Heisman Trophy winner, so they played a game in Japan. So Barry had to get up early, and they go, the winner of the Heisman Trophy, Barry Sanders. He, like, stares into the screen. 
No smile. His mom and dad are there. It was a great, it's really a good reminder. And we need these every now and then about the greatness that. Did he replace, did he replace Thurman Thomas at Oklahoma State or is there a bigger gap than that? It has to be close. Close. I don't, I, I'm not. People forget that Barry Sanders first came into our consciousness as a kick, wasn't the starting running back, he was a kick returner. What? Yeah, Yeah, at Oklahoma State. Yeah, okay. He had, by the way, he had three college offers. And his daddy loved Oklahoma. And Barry's like, yeah, the, the, the name Barry in my house, it wasn't about me. It was about Barry Switzer. He's the greatest thing my dad ever knew. And he used to. Why didn't he go there? He didn't get offered. He got offered to Oops. Tulsa, Oklahoma State, and one other school. Wow. And so he went to, and he liked Oklahoma State. So he went to Oklahoma State. And I'm telling you, man, you go watch him at Oklahoma State. Yeah. Holy yeah. smokes, man. There's more fire than Reggie's, huh? Oh, man. <laughs> 1987, Barry uh, Sanders had two kick return touchdowns and two punt return touchdowns. He was. Same season? Yeah. Same season. He and was, then the next year he had one and one. So uh-huh. he had three and three in his last two years yeah. at Oklahoma that State. That guy. So that's a, that's a Heisman <clears throat> Trophy winner based on stats. Because that guy was. Yeah. He okay. was unbelievable. But I, I, I'm going to. I don't. I, I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That it matters. Mm-hmm. You know, you're winning and you're losing. Mm-hmm. I I don't I don't think that that should be the old. I don't think that should be a huge factor. If you're a guy on a great, if you if you're just happen to be the rest of your team isn't that great and you're yeah. dominating, sometimes it's more impressive. You got those. Well, stats it's not the most valuable player; it's the most outstanding player. That's in college what I mean. So, so, so those teams they weren't good. Those teams that Barry was on, they were okay. Their bowl game, like holiday bowl, type eight and stuff. four kind yeah. of team. But yeah. he was putting up numbers. Though. Oh God, I, 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 my, yeah, two thousand yards, bro. In, in some ways, we sh- we should look at a really statistical superl- superlative laden year out of a guy. Versus a guy who's also got great stats on a winner. The guy with great stats on a winner has better players. Like Joe Burrow, of course he set records. He's got Jamar Chase. and Joe, One of those yeah. guys didn't play with him that year. But he's got... right. Chase wasn't set out or was it the year after That was the Burrow? year after. Yeah, yeah, I think he had both of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. that's unreal. Uh, e, and Barry Sanders last year, 1988 at Oklahoma State. <clears throat> he had 344 carries for 2,628 yards. <laughs> 7.6 yards a carry. 37 touchdowns. And he also had a kick and a punt return touchdown that year. 37 touchdowns. That's easy. Yeah. That's easy. That's how good Barry Sanders was. All right. uh, We will continue with more as we move along here on a Green for Life Friday. Trust GFL for all your commercial roll-off needs. Yeah. I mean, that that was was good to have, you know, the Tennessee game on a a Saturday night here. You know, obviously the, the playoff game Saturday night here. Of course, you know, Kansas City just... Big moments. We haven't had many. You know, uh, this team we're playing has been in, been a lot. You know, recently. So um, it's just how we handle that, and um, you know how we how we approach it. But just just keep things keep things the same. It's probably the most damning stat slash fact of just how poor the Jaguars have been, and that's not being on Monday Night Football since eleven. That's unbelievable. You've gone thirteen years. You can't earn one Monday Night Football appearance in all that time. Oof. Did they have one the year after the 17, but they got flexed out? I know they got flexed out of a Sunday nighter against Pittsburgh, I think, that year. I think that was it. Yeah, because they didn't flex Monday. They just didn't put them on Monday. They didn't believe. They were right. Uh, But now there is a belief. And by the way, next year the Jags probably become that team with six primetime games, don't they? Not six, but three or four for sure. A lot lot of these big boys, that's what they're going to end up with this year. I'm not a golf expert on swings or anything. Okay. But watching Tiger swing, it doesn't look the same. 
Is that is that fair to say? Does it look I like didn't it watch has? It. I, I, um, it looks a lot slower to me. You know? Yeah, I didn't watch enough. I, I yeah, I don't know about that. Okay. It's very easy to see though if you go to like one of the the golf analytics sites. It'll give you his swing speed, his ball yeah, speed. Yeah, I want. I'd be curious. All of those things, and and we'll find out. Fat. We'll know by the Masters. They'll put up the side by side of what's changed and what hasn't. He actually played better than his three over toll. He had one terrible hole. Yeah, he hit it out of he had it, he scraped it out of play. Got up underneath the bush. He tried to advance it from there, and you know on a par five where they all go under par, he made like an eight. So that was his his three over, and and. Not super easy scoring. I think the leader's five under. Yeah. Right? So, um, yeah, he he, uh, he made a double on 50. Yeah, he finished terrible. Double and then a bogey and a bogey soon. Went four over. He was one under until the last uh, four holes. And three of the last four, he he put up those kind of numbers. So, there's that. Have you ever been to a, a like, seen a magician or an illusionist or anyone like that? Have you done it like either in Vegas or maybe as part of just a, yes. something you're at? You have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did it freak you out a little bit, or like when you go to those? Are you the? Kind I haven't of, been to enough, and it was a long time ago. So, but it, I, I remember being entertained. Do is should you be? Saying. Should you spend your time watching one of the best illusionists slash magicians? Should you spend your time trying to figure out where the sleight of hand is coming, or should you just sit back and soak I it tend in to and like enjoy soak the? Because I can't. Yeah, it right. Out. So uh, I was at at the Daly's Foundation event. Mm-hmm. Tack up, by the way. To we talk about the generosity of the First Coast and how people give, and mm-hmm. we raised what two hundred and sixty something thousand dollars for the J Fund. Um, and up at the Daly's uh, Foundation event uh, that I'm a part of every year, uh, we stroked checks last night for over eight hundred thousand dollars, including over five hundred to Nemours, which just like the J Fund is helping kids Great. with with uh, illness and disease. But uh, part of the program last night. We had this cat, Michael Carbonaro, was in. Now, he has a show on True TV called The Carbonaro Effect. So this is kind of like a famous, one of the more famous illusionists Mm -hmm. slash uh, uh, magicians. And I won't give you his whole, you know, set list, uh, so to speak. But it ended like this. He calls a dude out of the audience. He brings up a $20 bill. He has had sitting to the side on a bar stool a glass of water and a lemon, a whole lemon. His joke was, hey, I asked for a a water with lemon. They brought me water and a lemon. But it just sat there. No one's touched it. No one's Mm -hmm. doing anything. Or at least to, to your knowledge, they're not. So he has a dude bring up a $20 bill. And he says, okay, look, I'm going to tear a corner of your $20 bill. He tears it off. The serial numbers are the same, you know, on the dollar bill. Mm-hmm. And then he takes his part. He folds it all up. And he's doing this some bit that, yeah, you know, they reconstitute. And yada, blah, blah, blah. So he does this. And this guy has his corner. And then uh, the ruse of it all, they've somehow lost the big part of the bill. Okay. You know, blah, blah, blah. I get there. And then they go. Uh, he sends him over to the lemon. He says, cut the lemon in half. He cuts the lemon in half, and the rolled up other part yeah, of the $20 bill is inside the lemon soaking mm. wet. Then he, you, and then he unrolls it, and they put that corner on. It fits perfectly. The serial numbers match. Even the guy who's 20 it was is like, what the hey just happened? Yeah. They will mind freak you, son. Oh, yeah. It was fun, though. Especially, like, the $20 bill, was it, like, the guy's 20 Yeah, it was his that's 20 the crazy part right He now. brought it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, never all mind all the card. Like, I, I got to actually was a part of it. Like, never – forget the card tricks where right. they'll have you say a card, and uh-huh. then he'll go to an envelope that's completely separate and pull out that card yeah. that you said. I don't even know how they do that. Yeah, I don't get it either. But, but he's like, a good one, too, and I, I'm, I'm sure there are Googans out there that watch that Carbon And that Carbonaro Effect, the TV show – it's more kind of like I like that a dude prank. who goes to the NFL camps. I don't know his name. Uh, B- David Blaine did that years ago. And that's probably uh, who you're talking about, like with the, the tra- Cowboys and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he yeah goes that's to these old training camps yeah. every every year, and he does it. And he, I mean, he predicts things that you think of, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he figures a, out yeah, what you're mental, thinking mentalist. of. Blah, blah, blah. And then he tells you what you're thinking. How did you know that? It's know. amazing. That, that stuff is that. Yeah. And again, I, I just try to enjoy it. Well, I always wonder. I always, you know, I'm always cynical when you watch it on TV that they edit, they reshoot. And this mm-hmm. guy live is terrific because he talks about all those things, all the things that you think and want, you know, but when it comes to that industry, quote unquote. Uh-huh. Um, but in part, yeah, I mean, you know, at least this was more traditional, you know, magic show. Whereas if you watch the Carbonaro effect again, true TV, it's like the practical, impractical jokers kind of in that time block kind of deal. If you watch that, it's more of like a, a prank. Like he'll, he'll be at a pet store and, you know, turn a, soda can into a kitten that kind of stuff all right one of the big stories this morning acc championship game tomorrow night will tate rodemaker play is he out brock glenn taking a lot of the uh, first team snaps is he just out now will he be okay by saturday night what's going to happen that remains to be seen but you may see brock glenn at quarterback for fsu i don't know i have no i've just Going by the, the I'm just the, doing the, a, the I'm, chatter. I'm doing a Google search here, and I'm not finding anything that is showing worry about Rodemaker not being able to play. Not mm-hmm. not to say that he is or won't, but um, um, I, I'm not seeing anything that's showing uh, the that that doubt that doubt yeah. is playing time. Yeah, that's a big that's a big buzz in Tallahassee right now. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see it, what how it goes, and and and. What happens? But uh, hopefully, Rodemaker can play. I mean, um, if he doesn't play, there's some surmising that perhaps it was the concussion that he suffered uh, in the game, or if he was concussed. I don't know if he was or not. He went back in the game, so again, it remains to be seen. But the line has moved a bit, uh, point. So um, crazy stuff, crazy stuff going on right now. And again, uh, still, even with Brock Glenn, I still, I still think is that an advantage? You gave that guy's first. You know, I don't mean. Not advantage. I mean, isn't that how big of a disadvantage is to go to quarterback three, QB three? It's a disadvantage. Yeah. Rodemaker's really not any good. It's just an okay quarterback. I mean, I, it is going to be impressive there, if FSU actually and again, I'm not, I don't, finishes it. I was talking to Drew Drew about it. And he thought that some would say that they think Glenn would be ahead of Rodemaker next year, that he could yeah, win the I job. Want, they, he better be. Because if FSU but, tries to run back this season with Rodemaker, they're going to lose three or four games. I also saw that uh, DJ Ugalele. At FSU? Is in the portal, and it's FSU or somebody else. I can't remember who. What about, um, well, Ugo Lele is not near as good as Jordan Travis. No. Um, Had a solid year. What about, about, uh, not just that Trevor Etienne may be in the transfer portal, but FSU as a destination. Is that acceptable? That's, there's nothing to suggest that at all. Okay. I I'm, I had heard I'm headline clicking there, buddy. I'm not. I had I'm heard not, uh, this isn't research on my part. I'm just, yeah, I had heard if anywhere that here's what I heard about ETN. Yes, he's not in the portal. He's considering the portal. Yeah, because some think he's there already. And it was Clemson or Michigan, and that listen, it's hard to argue if uh, the money and the opportunity to win. Clemson, I would argue. Well, they lost four games this year. What you know? Why there? Um, Michigan, I I have a hard time sitting there going, well, I don't know what to tell you. If you want to go there, you go there. Well, I mean, that's 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 where, Billy, Florida, where Billy Napier's program is. It's an afterthought, middle-of-the-road, mediocre, and kids aren't going to want to go play for the chance to make the Blue Bonnet Bowl. In Florida's – there's no Blue Bonnet Bowl anymore. I know that. In Florida's little world – If there were, by the way, we would have missed it this year. In Florida's little world so far, everything has gone fine. You know, there was all kinds of – and again, it's early, but there was all kinds of this and that and panic and – 
screaming and ranting and raving because some people hate hits. Billy Napier, so anything yeah. he does is criticized. But Cam no, I think Jack- people Cam hate five ja- and seven. Cam Jackson is coming back. <clears throat> That's great. Graham Mertz is coming back. That's great. So those are the positives so far of what has happened in the uh, in in his world. And the guys who have entered the portal are all guys that you think they probably encourage to enter the portal. Yeah. So. Um, and that is, a, like, that's another side of this when you see these numbers. But 65, 70 quarterbacks, I think it is, in the portal. It's just ridiculous. College football is a mess. It's gross. It's just gross how they just – and if you want to go somewhere because you want to play, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. It's still a departure from kind of like what the American ideal was, which is to work for it until you attain it. I totally agree, and I, I we read the story of Joe Montana the other day, but I also understand the story of Joe Burrow, who, if he had stayed at Ohio State, he wasn't going to play. That's, yeah. So, I mean, he and he knew he had you it think, in him. You think? You don't know that. Is he so well, talented? again, you it could have been an injury, but... Is that Justin Fields that would have corresponded with? No, he lost the job to... Um, yeah, the guy before, yeah, the guy before uh, Fields, it was... Um, JT Barrett? No. Who was it? No, they had another guy for a year. It was... Um, was it Jay? It may have been JT Bear. Uh, Haskins. I bet yeah. it's Haskins. Yeah, right? I think it was Haskins. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so so I get it on both sides. But it is there has to be more regulation. We got to take a break. We're into the eight o'clock hour. We got the whisper. We got the Friday five pack. We got a lot coming up here. By the way, your guy is Oz Perlman, the mentalist. His name's Oz. That's the guy you were talking about. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. yeah. All Who right. Gets into the to the minds and the locker rooms. All right. Uh, whispers. Got to get in your mind. Um, I think you've been there, and I don't know. If what am I thinking really right now? Um, yeah, that's right. I oh. am. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you're good. What's wrong with you? Yeah, it's the drill. Ah, he's here. He's Denny Thompson. He's six points. He's quarterback whisperer. He's friend to the program. Always good to see him. Six points. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this. Yes, sir. Could pull off mm-hmm. the prestigious daily double or. Quinella, or however you want to do it, Talk they could have. Me. Well, they could have Purdy win the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and Carson Beck win the national title. You haven't even thought of that. You need, a, mar- need a marketing guru like myself. Would you put a banner no. in the facility if that happened? No, there's no banners in the facility. Have you, you had put a, a banner? Have you had no, a title? No, never yet? put a banner. Have Why don't we put a banner? This Not is what I want. I, I, Home <laughs> of Brock Purdy. Okay, I, nah, that's, no. I'm out. Yeah, so you're saying I'm completely out. Home of Brock Purdy. Yeah. No, no I, there's too many others. Brooks Hicken. Do y'all see how uncomfortable I get? What? So Minshew can't win the Super Bowl is what you're saying. Oh. Uh, yeah, I am saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. For a minute last year, we thought it would be cool if we had the last pick of the draft before Brock, mm-hmm. and if somehow we would have gotten the first pick with Anthony. Yeah. Ah. Gone back-to-back like that. That could be yeah. a banner. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would have been cool. But I'll settle right now for what would you Super Bowl. Have you, had, you haven't had a title yet, have you? Any of your guys won a title yet? No. No, right? You could no. get them both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll settle for that and then sure. back-to-back top five pick. Sure. Although we don't want Purdy to win the Super Bowl. We want Trevor and Jack. Well, yeah, I, still, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, why do I feel as we get closer to this game? Why? why, why Which game? The, the Alabama-Georgia game. Yes, sir. I get, the closer we get, the more I feel Alabama, I man. I feel Saban having something drawn up for your guy Carson Beck that maybe he hasn't quite encountered this year. Is that possible or is he to a point – Experience wise, you know, experienced enough that he he can't just. He I'm talking not. about one of those bamboozled efforts that yeah, happen no, every now. Yeah, no, here's the thing: and like he, Carson's six been two there. stack monster defense. There you go. He, he's been there four years, and he's been there. He's seen every look okay. that Kirby can throw at him. Mm-hmm. 
What makes him so good is if you show him something one time, he remembers it. All right. So you can't do the same play, thing. Playing in the third. great. Playing yeah. better. So better I don't worry week. about that. Okay. Um, I worry about the fact that Georgia had three starting receivers out last week. Yeah. Like, that was a problem. But did they hold them out, or did they? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. But I mean, if you can't, I mean, hold them out of college. Is that what we're doing now? I don't know. Is they that good? I don't know. It's a good question. I, listen, we don't get any information from colleges anymore. No. Again, my pet peeve with this, they want you to gamble. They beg us to gamble. Oh, gamblers are crazy now. We gamble, text. and then we I get, get no info. All the time. Yeah, we get no info, though. You can't sit there and say, like Mike Norvell chastised poor Rick Ballou when they were over here because he asked him a question about an injury. We don't do that. I mean, dude, sorry, but uh, these are fair questions, bro. Yeah, and no if doubt. your quarterback is... Not going to play because he has a concussion, and Brock Glenn is going to play. We should be allowed to know that. Well, I mean, I'm sitting there last week watching the Georgia-Georgia Tech, and right before kickoff. Mm-hmm. I mean, they the guys announced. are in uniform. Yeah. They went through warm-ups. Yeah. McConkey, Rara, yeah. and uh, Brock Bowers. All yeah, I might have had Georgia to cover in that game, too. So thanks a lot, mm. Georgia. <laughs> Here's what I worry about with the Alabama-Georgia game. Not so much that. I think Alabama defensively gets, gives, is given fits by running quarterbacks. Yeah. But I think they defend. Everyone now. is, as we talked about. Yeah, they are. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, it stands out with Alabama because their defense is normally so good. So there's that. And then I have Jalen Milrow, who I am going to instruct to run 20 times a game. And, look, Kirby went to Auburn, and they won by seven. Yeah. I, I think it's a close game. No, it's I don't, too. It's down it's, to the wire. I, I think it's a shootout, though. I, Auburn I, ran for 200-plus yards against Georgia. Yeah, I, I think we're looking at a shootout here. Is Milrow... The most improved quarterback from the beginning of the year to oh, now, no doubt. Of, yeah. especially in the spotlight he's under. Again, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm, I'm chalking up ninety percent pure luck box, ten percent skilled enough to put it. What he did in Auburn at the end of that game oh. is the equivalent of a guy on the front of the green hitting a ninety foot putt and claiming the skill of it. You got to be skilled enough to get it in the area, but for that ball to fall exactly where it is is a. It's just it's manna. Okay, that plays crazy. The whole play is crazy because yeah. you can see that corner flip his hips inside, and that's what Milrow saw. And once that corner's hips were inside, you know you've got that back pylon. Right. You just throw it at that. Right. And, you, like, you can see the struggle of the guy trying to get his hips back. I feel so bad for that Auburn guy. He was just stuck it's in that position. Right. And he had pretty good – I mean, he was on him pretty good. That's my point. He yeah. had to drop it It was in a there. leverage thing. It was yeah. a leverage thing. Yeah. But, hey, let me ask you this about Milrow. I, I just want to play devil's advocate. Yeah. Okay. Did he improve or did Alabama finally just go, you know what, you are Run. what you are and we're going to do improved. what you I if think you he, watched him those first few weeks, he just looked out of sorts. He had the one game where he had two or three picks. He just did not look. Okay, I, 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 think I haven't he, watched enough Bama. I, I, I kind of agree with Denny in this respect, though. I see where he's coming from. He did improve. Yeah. But he also said, wait a minute. They also, somebody said, listen, man, play to your strengths, bro. Right. And you can hit the deep ball beautifully. But he's, he's, he's not a 70% passer right now. Right. He is very improved. But. Man, he can run. He's a confident. He is a load, he, and he is fast. He's a confident dude, and I just think in those situations, I think this amazing coaching job, and, and people need to take note of this from, from Nick Saban. In those situations, I just think those guys, you have to go, you know what, we're not going to bench you. you. We need you to play in these parameters, but outside of that, do you. Yeah. However you play the game, you play the game, and it's like after that USF game, they kind of did that, or it seemed like they did, and the kid has just taken off. I mean, he, he – may. Either he or Carson are going to end up in New York, right? Like, whoever wins this game, they're not going to win the Heisman. Probably. Could end up in New York. Probably. Maybe. And this is a kid that got benched earlier in the year. Yeah. Yeah. 
like one last thought on the play, you know? Yeah. Still on that. <laughs> Just from this standpoint. <laughs> or Auburn. No, from this standpoint, you know, it, yeah, it was fourth and 31 or whatever it was. No, no, no. I want you to go put put a put a big garbage can in the back corner of the end zone, and I'll let Jalen Milrow throw it 20 times from 45 yards out, and I want him to drop it in that garbage can for me just one time. I would say this. He would do it. I, don't I would agree. I don't one think time? Yeah. I don't oh, think he absolutely. will. Yes, he would. Yeah. I, I've watched at yeah. 45 yards. Yes. yes. At, De- Denny, yeah. at Denny's place, a lot of times when they're done, they'll have competitions, yeah. and they got a, a, a small net in the corner, mm-hmm. and they throw it across there. There's high school kids can drop yeah. it in there. Oh, 45 yeah. yards. And Denny does it still. Yeah, ET can do that. These guys are so good. ET, yeah. e. you can't throw Jeff, 45 these, yards. These guys are so good, man. <laughs> yeah. It's like going to the driving range and watching those guys at TPC. It is. It's the same You'd probably the way be surprised, that they throw these they balls. Can. Mm. They can do it. Yeah, now, it, it's a lot such... different when you're in pads under du- – now, he That's wasn't under I mean. duress. Uh, <laughs> well, here's the other thing about this, by the way. It was his fault that they were back that far anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he t- made that play in a raced really a couple it, wait, of drops t- t- of bone sack, Right? He took a sack? Is that no, what he bad did? snap. Yeah, oh, bad yeah, yeah, snap. Yeah, and then yeah, he yeah, kept yeah. throwing the ball past the line. Yeah. Yeah. He did it a couple times. Oh, right yeah. I, I have a question about a quarterback, and I'm wondering why, you know, while we go passing around uh, bouquets and – do you know who the uh, number four rated quarterback is? Like quarterback rating? Like you were saying. Are we, that, on, are we college or NFL? We're college. Okay. Jaden Daniels um, is number one. You talked about it. It's historic. And, 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 I don't ever pay attention to ratings. And Nick's in far behind him. And guess what? Jaden Milrow is right there, but go two spots down. And J.J. McCarthy. What kind of quarterback right. is J.J. McCarthy? I've watched We won't Michigan know until he gets that, to the league. I think they won't Mich- let him. I, and this is what you want to talk about stepping outside your own DNA. Yeah. You'll never hear this statement from me again. I think Michigan's going to win it all. I think Michigan has the best team. I think the combination of defense or ability to run the football and a quarterback who people seem to not realize. I mean, this guy, J.J. McCarthy, he's got 19 touchdowns. He's got four picks. Passer rating's high. He's got 74%. He's everything that you need if you play defense and run the ball. And if Michigan wins it all, this thing's scripted. The whole thing's scripted. (laughs) This is crazy. What is it about Michigan that makes you think they're any less than Washington or FSU or Georgia? I just haven't watched them as much. I'll be honest. I don't know anything about them. But J.J. is like arm talented is supremely talented. 74% completion percentage. Yeah, they do a lot of stuff off play action, so that sometimes can get you a little bit more open. Um, but it's also a harder throw. I mean, it's a quicker feed at the top, and he's mastered that whole thing. I I would love to see, and we won't see it, but I'd love to see them have to throw 40 times a game. Yeah. I'd love to see them spread it they out. They will do it. I mean, let's say they play Georgia, and Georgia jumps up by 14. Then right. what do we know about J.J. McCarthy at th- that point? Like, are, are they – are they going to spread him out and let him I go? Think he I might be okay. I think he would be okay, but I think then the dog's defense well, just I will it say, up and in, gets, in, in gets a, after him. In a dog fight with Ohio State, you, you didn't really notice it. Didn't have a, like huge totals when it came to passing. 16 to 20, one touchdown, no picks. QBR 94.5, played yeah. about as perfect a game as no. you can play. I think he's – I guess what I'm saying too is because he's not demanding of the numbers or the production or the – Attention, he makes him the perfect quarterback for this Michigan team, their personality and their skills. No, and I I think he's highly skilled. I don't, those guys just don't get a lot of credit that have that stat line that you just gave just because it is off the play action. And you do watch the game, and it's like they did dominate up front. But this guy's a little different than just a normal game manager type of guy. He he can make every throw on the field. I, I don't know if it'd be wise for him to come out this year. 
Like he needs to show some more of that because I think he is top ten pick good, but it just I don't think he'd be that good this year. All right. Why the why the it's not hate, but why the negativity towards Trevor Lawrence? Nationally. Who, who, nationally. Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah. Ignorance? Yeah. What looking at stats? Yeah, I don't not know. watching games. Yeah, like I, I mean, that's all it could be. Is there any doubt? It's not a la- and that's it's 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 not allowed. Drumbeat. No. Yeah. I mean, not, like, there's a guy like, every like now and then. Like the, like I the Stroud no- Lord showdown it. last week. It was all about Stroud. Yeah. Stroud. Well, he's, Stroud. he's new. Kid on the block. He's new. Yeah. He's yeah. He's new. I, I think the Trevor thing to me is weird because the Jags are they've got a lot of statistical anomalies going on right now. Yeah. Because Trevor goes out and throws for three sixty five, but throws one touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been so many times where it's like it's it it wasn't a touchdown statistically. It was tackled at the one, but the next play they scored right. you know, on whatever. Right. And then you've got you know your guy that's supposed to catch touchdowns, Evan Ingram's now got 63 catches with no touchdown. None. That that is dang near impossible it to do. Crazy. So I I think I think a lot of people that just look at the stats and they go, oh, Trevor had a you know 68 percent completion for for 240. With one touchdown. Like, they probably, if you just look at that, you probably think he's underachieving. You didn't watch the game, though. That's what I think. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I can't. I think he's playing at a high level. I think he ripped it last week. Oh. I mean. Yeah, I was telling Frank this earlier in the week. There's uh-huh. been two games where the first ball he threw, you just went, whoa. Right. Buffalo and uh-huh. last week. Yeah. Both against elite quarterbacks. Yeah. Both in games where it was like something to prove, and he yeah. came out just ripping it. Yeah. What yeah. do you think of Stroud? Is he have? Is he built to last? Will yeah, he, man. Yeah, yeah. It, just what he does with his feet. It's like it's so teaching tape good. Um, I've watched, I've watched that game probably six or seven times this week, and only to watch Stroud's feet. Like he is, wow. he is. Yeah, it's it's special. And they got him four times. Yeah, if you watch him though, he don't have to get to the throw. He can make any throw on the field without adjusting his lower body. I tell you body. what surprises it's insane. me. He's got that little flick of the wrist, yes. and it goes. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember like that. Scene. I didn't either. Yeah, I, and he I, just kind of flicks it, and it goes a lot farther. I, He's got a better arm than I thought. And I'll tell you this: I didn't see that at the combine either. I was right yeah. next to him. I didn't see that at the combine. But you're right. All of a sudden, he's got this. I don't know if he's just kind of figured out the deceleration process, yeah. and so he's snapping it off at perfect timing. Yeah. But it shoots out of his hand, and it looks effortless. Yeah. He, yeah. Dude, he threw some dimes the other day. He did. Day. He's good. He is really good. And those, that's I think, a good... though, he's one thing for a young quarterback, and he's got to learn this. And, again, it's very early, so I'm sure he will. But he looks for the big one. Oh, all the time. And at the end of the game, that cost him. They could yeah. have tied that game and gone to overtime. It was on him. He held the ball too long. He on the on the third and twelve, before they and I would have put the ball in his hands on fourth and twelve. By the way, but on the third and twelve, he could have took about an eight yard gain. Probably, yeah. He had guys in the flat that he could have just yeah. flipped it to, but he he chose. There, to there's down. a skill to that. There's like there's a comfort level to throwing deep as a quarterback. Yeah, you, you feel like you've got to bail out too long. Yeah, it, but the bigger thing is like your vision is you can see everything. It's expanded when you're right. Shorter, it's not. It's a little bit more uh, restricted, and I think for him, it's just a matter of getting comfortable with the timing of the shorter routes. Um, he, I don't. He didn't throw a ton of balls like on time the other day. It's interesting how they have right allowed him to freestyle so much. Yes, it, especially as a rookie. Yes. Hey, how about like these high school games? By the way, real quick. Yeah, I, for sure. I mean, the quarterbacks locally in these high school games that are left, it's it's pretty impressive. Like Lock, you want to talk about. Yeah. 
you want to talk about uh, the position being mm-hmm. healthy in this area? Yeah. You look at was yeah Lachlan. They're playing at home. Yep. St. Augustine, Lock Hew- Hewlett, Colin, Colin. Yeah. Yep. Hurley. Yeah. Tremel Jones. Tremel Jones. DJ Moore. FSU, DJ Moore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's four Oof. Division One commits playing in the semifinals. We've talked about it. it's been a it's been a theme all year long about it's, it's the best quarterback year probably in first coast oh, history. Oh God, yeah. And and I think most of those teams have a really good chance of winning tonight. Well, yeah. St. Og does. St. Og does. Is anyone to the title round or no? The, it's the semifinals. semifinals. It's all semis. All semis. Yeah. yeah. Is 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 St. Og the only local game? I think there's one more. Um, what do you mean in town? In yeah. Town. Huh. Bowls will have their hands full. Yeah. They got Miami New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miami down Central. there. Yep. And That's then Mandarin's got what Monarch. Mandarin has they're won in Miami on the road, on the road, on the road. I've never heard of Monarch. And then somebody said Calvin Ridley. Went yeah, there? Calvin Ridley's from where there. is I Monarch? Too. It's in Miami. It is. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Monarch? No. I haven't either. I grew up in Miami. I've never heard of Monarch Mm-mm. High School. Is Mm-mm. it a private school? I don't know. I know nothing about. I've mean, never they're heard of it either. Biggest classification, so they got a ton of students. Yeah, yeah I frequent not. Miami. I ain't never heard of you them. Know, right? Huh. You haven't either. Ever? Yeah. Wow. So, are they a real school? Bishop Sycamore, in <laughs> <laughs> that high school. All right, well, who you got? Georgia, Alabama. I, I got Georgia. Yeah. yeah, I got Georgia. So Georgia, I guess is. I mean, is it fair? You know, as a fan or as an advisor or as an analyst or whatever you want to. I mean, look. So we just Georgia's going to win every game then, I guess, forever until the end of time. Coconut Creek. I mean, if they can't get them this year, if Alabama can't go it in there and get them this year way. with a first-year quarterback, they're never going to lose. Georgia's going to win 20 titles in a row. If you go in there— They're and, better than Alabama or Clemson ever were for a stretch, Hick. Oh, I know. They're that, better than any of those dudes were. that's wild to think about. Right. That's wild to think about. Think about those two rivals, Florida, Alabama. I mean, Alabama and Clemson are two just big-time border rivals of Georgia. They blown past, who were at their— Peak prime, yeah, yeah. and they've blown right by him. Well, Georgia Alabama is a game you look forward to every year. No, it's sad. become that game. It hurts me. Did you Let- see this stat? Uh-huh. Shazam. Uh-huh. You see Saban sixteen and zero his last sixteen in Atlanta. Yeah, he doesn't lose in Atlanta. Wow. Which he won means the he- national championship there against Georgia. He's wow. won SEC championship there. Against but he hadn't Georgia. played wow. Georgia there much. No, you think of it because That's like one- two or three. Yeah, but one of the other has been tied down. Florida went and played him a couple of years when Georgia didn't, and now LSU went and played him when Alabama didn't. But to have- your point, if they go into that game and they they're down their top three receivers and one of their best offensive linemen, and they still beat Alabama, oh my God. you do have to look at it and go, well, wait a second. Now, That's are they what, at a whole different do? level? Right. Well, then they're going to have to go through the four. By the way, I'm uh, already softening my position on Michigan. A lot of people who watch more Michigan than I did this year <laughs> checking in and saying, yeah, I wouldn't go with that one. Okay. <laughs> you, That's you seem very yeah. certain about That's it when fair. you said it. I like that. I, but, but, again, I'm catch- this is the hard thing with college football. I, I, you just the Schedules are so disparate. Just yeah. don't know what Penn State would be if they played a whole season in another conference. I don't know what Oregon would be if they played a whole season in another conference. I don't, you know, I just don't know. Isn't it crazy the flow of a college football season? <clears throat> like, think about the things we were talking about week three, um, Penn State, mm-hmm. right? Colorado, like that we haven't talked about in weeks and weeks and weeks. And again, a testament to Georgia. We've been talking about them for three freaking years, four years. What about <sighs> Pest of the. Pest of the year, dude. Did you have this yesterday? This news broken already yesterday. Dion getting SI Sports Person of the Year. <laughs> yeah, we, saw that. we did that yesterday. Pest of the century, man. Yeah, shout out, Prime. Yeah, we're done. Man. Go, Prime. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> well this, deserved. This guy went one and eight in his last nine, and SI said, "That's the guy." <laughs> I think the article was done by a 
AI. AI. Yeah. yeah. Right, Daddy, so, it's great to see you, my man. Yeah, man. All right, I'm go hit Gator Bites. You. Now, you've told us you were going to see Carson every bit, but I, I don't see your bags packed for Atlanta. Will you be there tomorrow? Then a little slight change of plans. <laughs> Attaboy. Yeah, then I'm watching like from the couch. It. Yeah, good for you. All right. Um, uh, Friday Five Pack uh, coming up next. You're listening to The Drill on a GFL Friday. That's green for life. Trust them for all your commercial roll-off needs. Time to take the baseline for a walk. Keep the symbol splashy. Oh, boy. Oh, the Friday Five Pack. Dan Hicken has gone to his little bag of notes and tricks man, I got to get my notes up, man. I got to get <laughs> so, back here. I need a big week. Up the All-Pro Roofing Hotline. Come on! Bring in Cat for some... Uh, what What are the... Uh, so... Six, I, three, and one, Cat? Is that I'm, where we're at? I'm six. That is... Cat, cat's yes, three. Good morning, boys. Good morning, Cat. And Dan six, is one. Six for Jeff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jeff, right. you, stayed, you stayed in the lead by, by just going even. Man, and well, uh, Dan you know. and I had horrible weeks. Well, I was like one and three too. So I, and and, and yet I I'm red hot in the NFL. So of course I've got more college on my uh, sites this weekend than the NFL. Here is the order <laughs> I finally uh, gotten it because I remember last week I was in the middle because remember I took an extra pick. So I'm first, yep. Dan second, Cat's third. All right. All right. So that means with the first uh, selection, I'm going to give you a Friday degenerate special. I can only imagine how frothy the Washington Huskies might be. As they sit and listen every day, as if they're an afterthought, as if Oregon is playing some 7-5 and five division winner from the other side. Look, Oregon may win the game. I mean, you're, you're going to give me 10 points with Michael Penix on a neutral field? 10 points? Is Oregon that much better than everyone else? I'm going to take the Washington Huskies plus 10. Uh, What's wrong, Cat? You like that one? Yeah, that was my first pick. Oh, there you go. Number one pick. Hick, uh, you're up. I'm going to take the over in Tulane SMU, 48 and a half. Okay. Uh, let's, uh, hold on. Okay. Okay. Uh, Tulane. You got two, Cat. 47. Got you only got to go 47. Big win for you. Wonderful. Oh, man. That is really frustrating. You took my number one pick. Good. Um, Glad to hear it. So, so let's, let's just do this. Uh, we're going to. We're gonna stay in college ball. I wanted that Friday night degenerate special. I like that, but uh, I just look. I I know Michigan's great, and I, I definitely think they're gonna win. But I'm gonna take Iowa to cover those 22 points. It's just okay. It's just too much. Michigan, I, I'm Michigan okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I mean, that Iowa defense is gonna at least I think keep them in the game. Uh, wow, man, uh, the over under way up to 35. That over has got to come in at some point. It might be this week. Um, but we shall see. So uh, Iowa plus twenty two. All right, you got another pick. First one, and I got yeah. I just I just don't think Michigan has anything to prove. So I yeah. think if they get up, they're not high in, in boat race. Yeah, might be true. So we'll see. Um, golly, Washington pick. Watch, I love that pick so much, and watch it lose. Um, look, man, Alabama. I literally did not realize they only had one loss. I just thought the way Alabama was going this year, they had two or three losses. You know, whatever. It just it just didn't feel like they only had one loss. I, I'm going with Saban, man. I know Georgia's everything. I know you guys were just talking with Denny and said Georgia's, you know, better than Alabama and Clemson were. But I'm going to take I'm going to take Bama to cover those those five points. Five and a half you get, and uh, we're even because that would have been my second pick. All right, All right. Daniel. I'll take the under in Army Navy. Someone's got to do it. Why not me? Is that this week, Army Navy? Is it? Uh, yeah, it is. 28. 28 is down to? Yeah. Oh, I had 30 and a half. Still standing by it? Uh, I had it last year. And yeah, it went, went overtime. overtime. <laughs> I had it locked. 
Uh, yeah, I'll stand by. Okay. Army. Don't they usually play the Army-Navy game the week after the SEC championship yeah, game? Yeah, maybe it is next. Is it this week? Uh, Am I got it wrong? 12, yeah, you do have it wrong. Can't okay. do that one. That's right. the night. All right. Why we caught that? That would have been terrible. Yeah, that would you have been and, and You would have had, had to take a zero. It would have been, been a loss. It would have been a huge argument again. Yeah, it would have been a loss. I mean, you only picked four. I disagree. Here. I disagree. It would have just been my four games. We went back and forth, and we got ugly nah. again. You guys, already, you guys have already set the, the precedent. There is no controversy. That'd be an L. But luckily for you, you have a friend like me mm-hmm. that, despite the, in a fight to not spin, tells you of your mistake. So I'm going to take you're the. That's what I was looking for. A thanks, Jeff. Not a potential fight that we avoided. I'm going to take the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at home against uh, Arizona. I think they're five and a half. Points. I'm going to tell you exactly what they are. I know what my next pick is, so that's good. Uh, Pittsburgh is a five and a half point favorite. So, yeah. Steelers minus five and a half. Mm-hmm. I, uh, um, th- this is an easy one for me. I'm somewhat surprised. I thought when I went with my first pick uh, that this game would no longer be available, that somebody would have grabbed it by now. I don't care if FSU puts the third string center in at quarterback. They're beating Louisville. They have got their, their circle of the wagons. They've got a good defense. They've got a good running game. It's Louisville. We're not playing the ACC basketball championship it's Louisville, a Louisville team that gave up 38 to Kentucky last week. 38 to Kentucky. Now, Kentucky does what for the most part? They run the football, don't they? Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. G- give me FSU. You're going to dumb this thing down to just one and a half. It's stealing. Uh, I'll take the, I will happily take the thievery and go FSU minus one and a half. That quarterback uh, uncertainty is certainly uh, messing with that game a little bit, isn't it? Um, I had that one on my list. That's the only reason I stayed away from it. This whole take. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, but run the Wildcat then. I don't think Louisville. Yeah, I, I could be wrong. Don't get me wrong. I could definitely uh, be wrong. Um, gosh, I'm torn on a couple things here. Um, and, and again, there's a big part of me that thinks Jeff, go to the NFL, my man. I mean, you're just you're 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 banging it out in the NFL week after week after week. Go there. I'm going to take the home dog New Orleans Saints getting four uh, against the Lions, a Lions team that's really struggled the last couple of weeks. And uh, so just giving, getting those some Cajun cooking there with four points at home, give me the Saints plus four. Son of a gun. Ugh. See, normally I'm really happy that I'm taking your picks, but I watched that one and five debacle last week. I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, uh, Dan. Oh, it's me. Mm-hmm. I will take the. Um, I will take the ten and one Philadelphia Eagles at home against San Francisco, getting two and a half points. San Francisco favored. Uh, I'll take the two and a half. Points. Three. You're going to get three points. I got to be honest. I don't understand that. I don't either. So. Mm. Oh boy. Eagles. Plus, oh boy. You're taking the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. Plus three. Oh, boy. We got some scrambling here. <laughs> Scramble. I like that. You guys, are picks. you guys are taking some picks. Uh-oh. All right. Uh, all right. I'm going to this one here. Uh, this is a sleepy one. Russ Wilson apology tour continues in Houston. 
I know Houston and C.J. Stroud, you guys just talked about how great he is and stuff, but if you look at their last four games or so, I know you know we barely beat them, but I, I'm, taking, I'm taking Russ Wilson on the road mm-hmm. as an underdog, plus mm-hmm. three at Houston. Okay, got one more. And, or and another one. one more. Well, another one. Another one, yeah. Uh, and then uh, I really like that Saints pick. And FSU, I was just staying away from it. I should have gone to it sooner. Uh, I'm going to do something else here that's going to shock you guys. Shock and all. Huh? I know. I'm going I'm to pick a favorite. I'm okay. I'm picking Tulane over FSU. I'm picking Tulane to send SMU off to the ACC with a loss. Okay. So give me Tulane to cover to, to win by four points. They have plus or minus three and a half. I am going to uh, confirm that. Won't take but a second. Uh, Tulane is a three and a half point favorite. Three and a half at home. You got it. Three correct. and a half. Correct. Okay. Yes, correct. Three and a half. Okay. I said win by four. Oh, I got you. Yeah, you did. Dumb me. I thought you said two and a half. All right. Tulane minus three and a half. Daniel Patrick Hicken. It's your turn. Um. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take the suddenly resurgent Green Bay Packers. Plus six. Plus six and a half or six. Six is what I saw here. Hold on. Against Kansas City. Um. Oh wait. At the frozen tundra. Okay. NFL. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Uh. Plus six. Packers plus six. You know what? I'm going to do it. We've watched week after week after the production would be about like trying to grow a fresh cornfield in the middle of winter. Always take the under. I'm going to look at the Michigan-Iowa championship game mm-hmm. where the over-under sits right now at 35, and I'm going to play the over. Michigan, over 35. I just I think Michigan might could get there. All right. Uh, sorry, Cat, in your Iowa, but if they're going to cover, you, they're going to have to score, you know, 17, 10, 17 points, aren't they? Correct. All right. Correct. Uh, and, and last, I, I'm going to go in opposite. I haven't done this in a while. we got a head-to-head here between the uh, first and second place, I guess, and combatants at this point. I disagree. I think the luck runs out for Russ Wilson and the Broncos, and I think the Texans are eager to, to, to show people – that, yeah, okay, we lost last week, but we're not just going to go away. We're going to take advantage of a of a manageable schedule and stay in the playoff hunt. So I am going to lay the three at home with the Houston Texans. All righty, head to head. I like that. I hate all my picks right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it works better that way. Uh, Hick, your last pick, buddy. I'm going to go with uh, the running Rebs, Barry Odom. This is uh, UNLV. UNLV against Boise in the championship game. They're getting, I'm getting, getting I'm a couple. Plus a couple and a half. Yeah, plus like two that. and a half. I'm going to take them. Okay. And, yes, we, we are aware about Army-Navy. Thank you, Googans. We yeah. put that off. The we fixed it. All right. Uh, last pick for this week owns uh, belongs to the cat. Oh, boy. He doesn't um, like his picks. I like that. Don't like your picks. And, he, and even more, guys. Um <clears throat> My list is complete. I am now searching the NFL docket to find another game. I had eight, eight <laughs> picks on there. You, guys, you guys took too many of them. Oh, boy. Son of a beast thing. Um, you know what? 
this is so crazy. Screw it. Oh, wait, I can't pick Monday night. No. Oh, oh man. Yep. Oh, issues. God. They're in trouble. This is, this, this is bad. We're, all right, screw it. Uh, we're going to take the... Uh, Way out of character for the cat just to be... Totally lost. Throwing, totally it, like, lost here, throwing yeah. poo against the wall, Dan. That's that, that, typically that's my strategy. Oh my God! You mean the five packs today? Let me look at a game. No, right. I had a whole list. You yeah, I know. Well, you got uh, to go off the list, and we need it quick. I'm going. I'm going with the uh, the Colts to beat the Titans. They're minus one favorite at Tennessee. Uh, yep. 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 At yep. Tennessee. I got you. Well done, Cat. We appreciate you. Shark coatings. Go to sharkfourcoatings.com. Get your free estimates. Uh, Cat's making, still making you money at plus three on the season. Yeah. All right. Cat, uh, good luck, but not too good. Yeah, boys. See ya. All right, Keep it rolling next right here on The Drill. This is how we do it. All right. Thank you, Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jaguars since 2014. Only one official home builder of the Jags. That's Dreamfinders Homes. The Jags have an opportunity, a very real opportunity here to do something that doesn't get done a lot. And if you do do it, you generally go far in the playoffs. And that is this. Undefeated on the road. They have three roadies left. In Cleveland, in Tampa Bay, and in Tennessee. Cleveland, Tampa Bay, and Tennessee. The overall schedule, they should go 5-1. and one. I mean, and that's, that's losing one that you're not going to be favored in. A real opportunity. Now, Cleveland ain't easy, but they got a backup quarterback. Tampa Bay is might, is playing out the string probably by the time we get there. And Tennessee, it'll be the last game of the uh, You have a chance to go 8-0 on the road this year. Teams that go 8-0 on the road, generally speaking, and I don't have it in front of me, but... And you can actually add 9-0 because one of your home games is in London. Yeah. Generally speaking, our Super Bowl bound. So yeah, that's I don't, a, I don't that's know a if there's positive. Tell me the last eight no team on the road, Patriots. I guess they went undefeated. I mean, I, I don't yeah. think teams got. I don't know. Doesn't happen a lot. I think right? that's probably the last time it happened was that Patriots team, and the time before that, who knows? Yeah. E quick Google search for me in there. NFL teams with perfect road records in a season. Yeah, because that'd be interesting. Dan, I'm going to ask you a question. You tell me not nah, whether you believe it or not. Uh huh. The Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. The Chicago Bears, yeah, the Washington Commanders, mm-hmm. the oft-feeble New Orleans Saints, the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. You know what those guys all have in common? What? They are all scoring more points than the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. And I know Burrow's gone, but th- this that runs deeper here than just not having Joe Burrow. You know what Cincinnati is total yards? What? Per game? 27th. This should be a... Walk in the Breezy Parkway Monday night. Now, there are no walks in the Breezy Parkway in the NFL, there are but they should win that game. Of course, they probably should have won the Texans game early in the year. They yeah. should have played better against the Chiefs than they did. And so yeah. when you see a team that's struggling that that bad uh, that badly offensively, you know what you do is you look to the defense and say, well, the defense must be pretty good. Uh, the Bengals' defense is second worst in the NFL in yards per game. Mm. Only the Chargers have allowed more yards per game than the Bengals. Wow. And in scoring defense, um, the Bengals uh, fare a little bit better. But, yeah, I mean. I will say they've lost. They a lost bad to, football team. They lost to Houston by three. They lost to Baltimore, oh, by two touchdowns. And then they lost by six to Pittsburgh. So, yeah, you should take care of business and get to nine and three. And 
be heading up to Cleveland with a 9-3 and record. I heard a talk today that was absolutely ludicrous to me that, that again, I sometimes wonder mm. about the proliferation of what we do and the stupidity that is espoused on national. Like, in our industry, if you're a national guy and you're a local guy, national guy should, should be pretty good. <laughs> should know what the hell he's talking about. I heard somebody say, I'm not going to name names, but a national guy say that Kevin Stefanski's job should be on the line if the Browns don't go to the playoffs. And I sat there and I said to myself, "Why? Kevin Stefanski has the Browns at 7-4. and four. They've won, Jeff, with three different starting quarterbacks. Three! And it looks like they may oh, well. have to win... With a fourth. They beat the 49ers at home with P.J. Yeah. Walker. Yeah. They, the last Shut 49ers up. came here, didn't they? That should be a – that is maybe one of the dumbest takes. They're bad, man. They that got I've so many people on. I was watching yesterday. Life. ESPN should run a disclaimer, man, like proof and advertising. Listen, you can listen to us, but we don't know what the hell we're talking yeah. about. Like they did, we they, just throw poop up against the wall. They, and hope did, it they did Seattle, Dallas yesterday. Look, I'm in between, you know, some of the day stuff and the nighttime, um, you know – show that I was at last night, right? Uh-huh. And program is the word I was looking for, the nighttime program. And so I'm watching ESPN in the middle of the day. I watched NFL Live, and I watched a little bit of Sports Center. right? Yeah. Seven or eight opinions about the Dallas-Seattle game. Yeah. And the average opinion, I would say, the, the consensus opinion is Dallas, however many they want, Seattle, hardly anything. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Oh, you can't do this. Oh, Seattle's a phony 6-5 and five team. Oh, Dallas. I'm, uh, and here we are. It's 35-30. Dallas trailing, driving in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I just, I just, Kevin Stefanski losing his job. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. No, I that's, just, that's silly. I I want to talk about it. <clears throat> I'm going to ask you a question, I think, that is, maybe we haven't been asking it quite as much because there's so much other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Is Jim Harbaugh the coach of Michigan next year? One of these NFL, he wants to go to the NFL, doesn't he? He always flirts with it. He says he doesn't. One of these teams is going to offer him. If you're Harbaugh, do you want to go work for Tepper? No, if you're Harbaugh, you want, everybody wants the Chargers job still. Well, they got talent. You got Herbert. Yeah, so that's, that's the job you should want. For sure. If you're Harbaugh, that's the job you want. Yeah. If I'm the Chargers, I'd be interested in Harbaugh. <clears throat> Harbaugh, though, is a big name, commands money. Those guys are cheap out there. The commander's also going to be in the market for a head coach. I yeah. mean, in a year where you're going to need this many head coaches. Is Jim Har- Jim Harbaugh is not going to coach at Michigan until he's seventy and retire? Is he? No. You think he's going to go back to the league? I think if he comes back next year, he might coach till he's seventy and retires though, because he's yeah. been through so much. I think now is the time more than ever, and he did explore last year. I think the Vikings and some other gigs. So if he doesn't go now, then I would s- assume he's not going. I th- but don't you think he is? Um, don't you think he's going to the NFL, or is he just going to do this to drive up the price at Michigan year after year after no, year? No, I don't think— Last don't, year he was on the verge of getting a job, remember? Yeah. Yeah, I think he, I think he might go because of—and I think it might be like, he probably should go. So, 904 during our DreamFinders Home segment. DreamFinders Home everywhere you want to be. 20-plus Jacksonville communities in the best locations. All right, the only two teams no, that those, have— that's not—those are undefeated seasons. No, but well, if they're undefeated seasons, they're undefeated on the road is his point. They were, but there are others that have done that and lost at home. 
No, 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 no. I think I ask him, tell me the last NFL teams to have an undefeated road record. And the only yeah. two that he's come up with are the two that had overall undefeated seasons. And yeah. what you're saying is it has happened. Other, there have been other undefeated road seasons? Yes. Okay. Road seasons. Yeah. According they, to Chat GPT, those are the only two. Those are undefeated total seasons. But I'm telling you, I, I've, I, I, okay. I just saw it uh, somewhere. And there was like, I don't know. I don't know who, but I'll – I just saw a story on it. There was like five different ones, including the Patriots of recent times where they lost a home game, but they went 8-0 on the road. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, for sure those two were undefeated. At, and one, one won the Super Bowl and one lost. So. All right, well, let's, uh, I'm going to let you guys fight it out in the break. This is the drill. It is a GFL Friday. Yeah. That's green for life. And since 2014, DreamFinders Homes is sponsored. The Jags have been the uh, official home builder of the Jaguars. Quality build homes, speedy moving process, 20-plus communities, DreamFinders Homes, everywhere you want to live. Visit DreamFindersHomes.com for all your moving-ready homes. Step up your game. All right, back on the GFL Friday. Um, well, the Rays are at it again. Apparently, they're ready to part ways with Randy Rosarena now that he's up to making $7 million a year. Time for the Rays to trade him, and... Yeah, kind of this sneaky candidate they're saying would be the Braves, and that would fill that hole in left field. Now you can, like, like we've said all along, you have to you have to give up something to get. But that there, the you know the thought is that a Rosarena will be the next uh, Tampa Bay Ray that they just price out. What a dis- it's sad what they do to that fan base, and then in turn it's sad how that fan base supports them. I guess they deserve they each win, other. They win though, they do win, but they don't win at all. They've been to the World Series, they don't win at all. Yeah. And you could argue that they would win it all if they didn't break up good teams. Well, you could argue that, but you could also argue that they're, they found a formula that works. I mean, the whole idea is getting to the postseason and seeing what happens. It's a, it's a dicey. I mean, it is sad in terms of, man, you want to have a Mr. Ray. You want to have a guy who's a lifer. You want to have a guy. They haven't, had have they? Have they had one guy who's just The one guy kept. they signed now, we, we don't, Wander Franco is, yeah, yeah. we don't know what's going to happen with him, yeah. right? He's hanging uh, out with Josh Giddy this weekend at some ooh, high school prom. Here. Jeff Passan writes, uh, foolish to count out any high-revenue team, though by now the field for Shohei services has winnowed, uh, according to sources. The Rangers, Red Sox, and Mets, a mich- initial group of suitors, have turned their attention to other players. Among those confirmed by sources to be still in the bidding, the Dodgers, the Cubs, the Blue Jays, and the Angels, the Giants, long a fondness for Otani, they don't know where they stand. I, well, and they better not tell anyone if they do, because then Shohei apparently will uh, will um, call butt on you. Interesting to see. Um, yeah, it, it's it's kind of slow to be honest. Yeah, you know we haven't had that little rush of of big time signings. I, you know, I look forward to this first week of December, the end of November, once they uh, announce free agency. Has there been has there been a big move at all? Have we had a big move in free agency? We have. I mean, we've had a little. No. So you got Severino. Where are you at on that? Is that an improvement? It seems like a, a, a real similar to the kind of guy you've had. Uh, it's like we need arms. Okay. And so one year rental, yeah. see what he can do. I can, it's it's a high risk or high reward, little risk. risk. Okay. So Is I, Severino, the he pitched also, all year or he was got put on the shelf. He's he was on the shelf. He he was terrible. He had this a year. couple good games and and uh, yeah, if he can find himself again, why not? We also signed Joey Wendell to basically to take Louis Guillaume's place. Eh, With the season, nothing surprising. Let, let me go back in time just a little bit and see if if I'm remembering this correctly. Mm. When the season be good, yeah. When the season began, mm-hmm. didn't we all think that AFC was 
Better than the NFC? Yes. I mean, we had the Bills. Way better. Cheat, right, way better. Mm-hmm. The two best teams are NFC, though. Well, as we sit, Arguably. Here, as we sit here right now, and, and the two best teams by record doesn't even include one of the two best teams that you're referencing. Yeah. Uh, they're actually the third best team at 8-3, and three, but they'll soon get to that 9-3. and three and, But here, here's, here's just now, real quickly, as we rewind. Mm-hmm. Who would you rather face in the playoffs? Would you rather face the Ravens or the Eagles? Ravens. Ravens. Would you rather face the Chiefs or the Niners? Chiefs. Would you rather face the Dolphins or the Lions? The Dolphins. Would you rather face... I'm out. I'm out of teams. Would you rather face the Steelers or the Cowboys? Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. The NFC has proven to be not better like... Way better than the AFC. The path to the Super Bowl is way easier in the AFC than the NFC. Way easier. Now, part of it is because we play these AFC teams all the time. So, And, and we also have this stuck in our head, this 49er beatdown that we took. Uh-huh. But, yeah, the AFC, I mean, who scared you? Like, who, if you're, a, if you're a one or a two, who do you look at and say, oh, yeah, we're not beating them? Because there's a lot of years where that's the case. Like, you know, Patriots dominant years and other dominant. Yeah, we're not beating them. This year, I don't feel that about the AFC field. I don't think there's a team in there, home or road, that the Jags couldn't beat and wouldn't be within a three- or four-point spread of. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I mean, I think the two best teams by far. Like, I'm not like I, I'm not afraid of the Cowboys. But I'm still more afraid of them than, say, the Steelers. Yeah, but I think that – and I'm not – you know, the Lions – I think they're, I think a they're coming rut. back a little bit. In a little rut. They got to bounce back. They got to get it going again. They're sort of out of the discussion right now. Dallas has sort of taken its place as the third best. And Dallas ain't far off from. No, but they're a different Philly. team, home and road. Yeah. You know, they've been really dominant at home. And, and the way it sets up, they're not even going to be a top two seed. So they're going to get one home game. Then they're going to have to go play Philly or San Francisco and get yeah. beat. Yeah. You would think. Yeah. I mean, that's what they've done this year when they played those two teams on the road. They've gone and gotten beaten. Now, they did play Philly tough. I'll give them credit. I thought they made strides. Yeah. But then they'll have a game last night where you kind of think that they would have a little less trouble, especially when they jumped out to the lead. Well, it's weird because their star cornerback who set an NFL record this year got absolutely torched last night uh, throughout the game. Uh, Though he did have an interception, not for a return, not for a pick six. but um, And Seattle's put a lot of points on the board against him. So... They're a hard team to figure out, but Dak is playing great. Let me ask you guys a basketball question. Okay. Uh, LeBron James mm-hmm. has made it clear that if uh, Bronny, who's been cleared to return to USC, if his debut is on a night where the Lakers play, he's skipping, I don't know, his work responsibilities and he's going to Bronny's game. Yeah. We all right with that? I ain't gonna lie, I ain't, I ain't all right with that. And this day and age, I could care less. I hear you. I mean, eighty-two games, load management. He... Poor guy working at the factory hadn't seen his kid play little league all year long. But let's let the fifty million dollar man just zip around wherever he want to go. He's. But, and by the way, LeBron enjoyed watching him sit on the bench there. Why don't you go to sit down next to him? Y'all can talk for the forty minutes he watches <laughs> from the sideline. You know, uh, I don't know. Assuming. Yeah. Plays. What if he don't even play? 
Well, he got to play. I mean, I don't. It's just such a bad look. This is the lack of commitment by the today's athlete, whether it's to their social media causes or the cash that they make. Or it's just gross, man. I mean, these these old school stars just roll over in their grave watching LeBron drink a, wine on the bench. I'll give you a nice moment from uh, pro sports for you. you. You know, this is my cause, my cleat stuff. I love, I love that. Yeah, and. Uh, I thought I thought uh, Josh Allen did a real solid, and you could tell that uh, Trayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker has a really nice foundation. He does a lot of things in his hometown, and and uh, uh, does a lot of good things. And so Josh Allen's cleats were in support of Trayvon Walker's foundation, and you could see that Trayvon was really moved by that. So I thought that was a nice moment yesterday in the locker room that was captured on video by the media, and and that was kind of a. Kind of a cool thing to see. I, 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 I see a fondness between the two of them, and I see Josh Allen, another reason, just another reason why you want Josh Allen around to continue to nurture, lead, and help Trayvon Walker going forward become even a better football player. Because Josh Allen is a guy who, you know, is playing his best football in year five, and that would be nice to see with Trayvon Walker over the long haul. So that's, that's I thought that was cool. I thought that was good. So. That's that's all weekend long, and everybody supports something, and and I, like Doug Peterson will wear them as well, just in support of his late brother who passed away, I believe, of pancreatic cancer. So it's like pancreatic cancer research. It's it, it gives them all a nice platform, and it's a. Uh, it's kind of a cool thing. Uh, from the text line, you know, talking about our ASC conversation, that's because all the dang quarterbacks are hurt, bro. Well, Burrow's hurt. Who else is hurt? Deshaun. They were never – no one ever thought Cleveland was anything. I'm talking about, like, the power structure. Why we thought the AFC was yeah. better, we thought Baltimore and Buffalo and well, Kansas Buffalo's City. a disappointment. Yeah. They're not all hurt. Burrow is hurt. He's the my, only one. My daughter called me last <clears throat> night. Maybe Aaron – maybe you're considering Aaron Rodgers, but I was never on that train of him being in the category of teams of these other teams. And I was talking to her. She's she's 31 years old. She lives in Tampa, Florida. And we were just chatting, and, and I said, well, what are you doing tonight? And she said, well, I'm going to work out right now, but I got to get home. I said, why? What's on? She goes, oh, it's the last. Me and Doug, her fiance, are going to watch the final episode of The Golden Bachelor. She goes, I'm, you're not, you're not, you haven't been watching it? I said, no, honey, I stopped watching The Bachelor a while back. She goes, oh, no, this one has been terrific. I said, really? I said, well, I will tune in for the last 20 minutes. She goes, Dad, it's, br- it's going to be brutal tonight because – you know, these these are the golden age people, right? So the golden bachelor is like 70, and the two ladies that he's uh, having dalliances with are in their 60s, and and one of them is about to get curb stop. I, I only saw the promotion, curb and the stopped. guy's just so crying and emotional, I wouldn't have been able to watch if I wasn't to it. No doubt. And so I said, well, I got to tune in. Well, I started watching the football game, and I forgot, and she texted me, and she goes, oh, my God, that was unreal. It's, and you missed it. I missed it. But she said. Well, here's the thing, too. The older said, guys are going to be more. all time brutal breakup. Brutal. Yeah. he. But you know what, what I think it is from watching him? I just think when you get older, you're just a lot more sensitive. You care more. Sure you do. These 28-year-olds are breaking a girl's heart. Yeah. yeah it sucks for like a minute. Where's the new one? Get her in here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, anyway. So I didn't see it. But I, I may go back and look just to, as I've often told you. It was. It's the ten best minutes who in reality. He, can you show me who he ended up with? What she looks like? How old? The two she is. ladies. I saw the two lady finalists. They looked the same to me. Okay. So he definitely was a uh, after a certain kind of woman. I don't know who he picked and who he didn't pick. 
but I don't, and I don't know how it was. I don't know how many of you Googans were watching the Golden Bachelor, but I guess the finale was last night. And uh, here they are. He's engaged. Might as well get engaged. We don't have much time. <laughs> Leaves his other finalists feeling blindsided. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, he, uh, yeah, he picked, he's 72. Uh, did he go with Leslie, 64, or Teresa, 70? I'm going to go say he went 64. I'm I am, not, too, without even looking. Yeah, I, he's going to go 64. Yeah, let's see who he picked. But the, the one that he broke up with, he literally was just an absolute wreck over. Again, he was. I'm just looking at the TV commercial promotion. Yeah, deal. again, I didn't either, but, uh, and I'm trying to see which one he picked here. Teresa and Jerry's final. Why don't we research that and we'll include it in trending or advice or whatever it is we do when we come back. It's a GFL Friday on 1010XL. (laughs) All righty, let's see what's trending, my man. Brought to you by Pet Paradise. Listen, holidays are trending. They are here upon us. And do not forget to make those holiday reservations the best place to put your pets up. For any time, whether it's just a play date or long-term boarding, is Pet Paradise with locations all over town. Go By to PetParadise.com. The, the Golden Bachelor went with a 70-year-old. Okay. Just yeah, for the record. Can I see what, do you have a picture over there? Or no? I did. I left Never. it. Yeah. Not that important. E? Number five. Gentlemen. Yes, sir. A survey was just released okay. of the, uh, the top slang... Used by teens in 2023. Bet. uh, Good. Did you see the list there? No. Bet is on there. All right. So, Dad, can you use bet in a sentence? Bet. (laughs) How? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There you go. Right? So, basically, that's the meaning. It's like agreed. Agreed. Correct. You Uh, bet. This just in for you kids think you're reinventing the wheel forever. We we used to say you bet. Bet. So, you took away the you. Basically, yeah. Sus. Sus up? No. Sus? Yeah. Yeah, S-U-S. sus means you're a suspect. You're not legit. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, salty. Salty is salty. It means you're just uh, ornery. You know, you're... Yeah. Cap. We'll put a cap in your ass. <laughs> cap is a lie. Cap is a lie. Yeah. All right. Yeet. Yeet? Yeet. Yeet. Y-E-E-T. That's, a, that, that's like a reckless abandon go for it. Yeet. Damn. Now, who do you think you're dealing with in here, boys? Huh? Yoda like can't believe it. Action. Yoda's like, what website is he on? What is happening in here? Hey, Jeff, I ain't going to lie. You nailed it. Yeah, you didn't think I'd get yeet, did you? No, I didn't. You want to hear the yeet story? Yeah. I was texting with one of my boys uh, a, a couple weeks ago, and he used the phrase yeet. I, I yeeted on something or other, and I had it, so I looked it up. <laughs> oh, you so that's why that one's fresh for me. <laughs> but the other ones I've, I've heard. Okay, it helps. You know, when you have kids that are still in that age, and you actually like them and talk to them uh-huh. and love them and, you know, hang out with them, and you're as immature as they are, then you pick things <laughs> up. <laughs> Number four. This is a really I cool did, I, I went perfect, huh? Perfect, perfect game. Perfect, yeah. I, I like that. Oh, uh, this is a real cool story. Uh, Utah State's quarterback, Levi Williams. Yeah, I like this. It's pretty legit. He's leaving college football. He quit. I'm like, ah, oh, boo, what a quitter. Yeah. But he's leaving college football to join the Navy SEALs. Okay. He just threw five touchdowns in the game to get his team eligible for a bowl. Wow. Yeah. 
that's a real man. I can respect. Man, we that man. we had a, one of the groups that was at this uh, this event, this fundraising event for the Daly's Foundation. They were, you know, Tim's have Tebow's heavily involved in the child trafficking. Well, they've got like a like a group. I mean, like we're sworn to secrecy on some stuff, but uh-huh. like Delta Force guys, and they were they were there talking to those cats. It's just fascinating. Absolutely. Absolutely, I mean, like video game body counts on these dudes who are yeah. in the worst of places all over the world unreal real dude. men real oh men. my gosh what really opened my eyes to that is like what my favorite movie is now is Alone Survivor yeah, yeah. Woo, woo. yeah. every time that movie comes on I gotta watch these it. dudes were literally the dudes in that 13 hours movie the Benghazi they are the Ooh. ones that went in and rescued the people from Benghazi that's and another they, one and they fought them like 13 on a thousand <laughs> and, and this guy and his crew made it out Ooh, man by the way they said 13 hours full of just full of like miss, yeah, miss. They said this: the real dudes doing it. You won't hear them talk. The True. guys that cut the deals are the other support staffs that are sitting on a roof a mile away. Uh-huh. And they're not in the middle of the yeah, fight. They're the that. one that give up all the info and write the books and do the movies. The guys who are really out there kicking a and saving the country, they don't talk. Yeah, they don't. They literally don't talk. Right? They don't yeah. talk. So anyway. true. Number three, a seventy-nine-year-old lady. She recently accomplished her goal. Of visiting every country in the world. Wow. Yeah, she visited 193 countries. Wow. She started when she was 20. That's cool. And now she's 79. Yeah. 80% of her trip, she said she did solo. 20% of it was with, with people. But to visit all 193 countries, that's The next that's 20 legit. will be with the Golden Bachelor, baby. <laughs> number two. Uh, number two. Oh, I got the dirt coming in on the Golden Bachelor on the text line, Dan. I'm not going to uh, air it. I'll just. Oh, yeah. I'll turn you to it. You will like it. Okay. Um, we just touched on this, uh, LeBron James. And, well, Bronny James, is uh, yeah. he's been cleared to participate fully with his USC basketball team. Yeah. And, you know, as big as of a LeBron fan I am, I really don't agree with uh, skipping out. On your job, go watch your kid play. And then people in the text are like, well, wh- what do you mean everyone does that? They do? Everybody I didn't. LeBron. If I had to go see my kid play sports, I had to take a day off. or take, what? You don't just leave work. No one does it. That's a lie. I don't uh-huh. know why people say uh-huh. And I also don't understand why people t- take such great offense and come to the defense of guys like LeBron James, who don't give a damn and, ramp rip about and you. And I'm the biggest LeBron fan. Yeah. Man, I just, uh, oh, that's, that's different. I want to know what you guys would think out there if Trevor Lawrence said, yeah, no, I'm not going to be able to play this week. I'm going to watch my cousin play his Little League game. What's well, the difference? That's what it is. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyway, number one. Oh, number one. Is, there's a story going around about with that involves Tyreek Hill. Yes. And the No Fun League yes. got involved and they just messed it all up. So earlier this season, Tyreek Hill scored a, a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And after he scored a touchdown, there was a cameraman in, in the back of the end zone. Tyreek Hill grabbed the cameraman, his phone, because the guy was shooting on his phone. Tyreek Hill grabbed his phone and he he did a selfie as he, he but he was doing he did a backflip right. with the guy's phone awesome moment the cameraman was ecstatic he was jumping up and down he went into the tunnel to upload it well the NFL got involved and not only did they suspend him for the game they suspended the cameraman for the rest of the year because of his reaction of how happy he was turns out Tyreek Hill actually knew the cameraman and they worked on personal things together right um and Tyreek found out about it because they're gonna pay his salary, isn't he? Tyreek's covering his salary for the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, NFL's stupid. <laughs> yeah, you guys, man, I just don't get it. The, 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 the system, I don't, justice is too important a word, but like the system of way we just parse out penalties and comp, it just makes no sense, yeah, like, man. Socks, yo, he didn't wear the right sock colors and all. NFL right. tripping, crazy. All right, well, that's what's trending. It's brought to you by Pet Paradise. Holidays are here, gang. 
Don't forget about your pets. The last thing you need is that, oh my gosh, we forgot about mutton, mittens, muffin, whatever, mutton. Dan, would you eat mutton? No. I didn't think so. Uh, That's what's trending. Back to put a wrap. Introduce you to Jaguars today next. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the rubber on the road with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Hello, Mike Dempsey. Hello, Dan Hicken and Jeff Prosser. How are you guys? How are you? Great. I'm well. I'm very well. It's Friday. What do you? Yeah, football Friday. What are you cooking up for the? Well, though we don't go till Monday. Sunday off. Is today Thursday Ah, for you? That's good one for you. Sunday off. Oh yeah. Is today Thursday for you then? Uh, And Jaguars today, or is today Friday for you? No, today's today's a bonus day. Okay. Basically, all right. right, On Jaguars today because we got McManus in. Okay. You know, yesterday everybody was talking about the 30th anniversary of getting the team. Yeah. and, And we thought we'd wait till Tommy. Uh, came in because you know, obviously playing for the team. Tony's out today, so uh, we're going to ask folks just what is their single uh, single favorite memory of the last thirty years? Jaguars related. E, e could yesterday be a game, could be a moment. Could be. E yesterday made me name the original ten, and I oh, got that's hard. I, I got five get, of them. Did Good you really? You. I was pretty proud of that. I'm, yeah, I don't know if I get the Mangler one of them. Yes. Yeah. yeah all right. I got the, the Mangler, the touch, <laughs> the touchdown maker, Shannon Baker. Shannon Baker, yeah, one yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you gave me a list, I'd probably pick some Ferret of the names. Yeah, yeah. Ferret Collins. Yeah, Ferret Collins. Right. Hillary Butler. Don't, don't remember Randy him. Jordan. Randy Jordan. Yes. I would have gotten. There was one guy who this, was Carrington part of that, or no, was he off the? He know, was off the list. The expansion. There was one guy on there. I forget his name. Who murder suicide thing years later? Very oh. downer on the oh. original. Bring me down here at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, there's. It was. I can't even remember them today. Yeah. It was hard. What is your? Do you have a single? Mo- if you had, to yeah, I got a couple. Over? I'll talk. Yeah. About you, you, more, you wait you for know, your show. Everything's kind of personal to you, right? Yeah. But I, I think last year's Chargers playoff sure. game is very high. Very I have high. list for Should me. Be. I have one, and there's been a lot of great moments. But I. St- but yet for me, there is one that is far past all the others, and that that's the end of the Atlanta game and the missed kick. And the, oh, sure, yeah. I think that's no, going to sure. be a lot. No, yeah, absolutely. that's a cliche answer, even. But no, oh, man, it, that was just so un, unbelievable. It's arguably still the biggest moment in yeah, franchise right. history on it, the field. Yeah, jump least. jump started them to some four years of success. Who knows what they would have right. done? Right? right. I mean, it's kind of like last year's Tennessee game. Who knows where we are if they lose that game? They aren't even a playoff. It's team. so true. Yeah. I mean, it's so close. I really think about this. All the Praise Trevor Lawrence got this off season, right? right? Which you know for the comeback and all that. If they miss the field goal, right. Riley Patterson misses has nothing to do with Trevor's performance. Right. It's looked at like, oh, he dug himself too big of Total a hole to climb out of, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, and it would be true, and yeah. it, so it's sometimes out of your hands. The quarterback, listen, he gets all the money, he gets all the you know, he gets the cheerleaders, but it really he he has the most unfair totality of responsibility because there are so many other things that could be wrong. The defense may, yeah, the, de- right, the, the, <laughs> de- you know. the right, defense yeah. may be terrible or the offensive yeah. line may not be performing. So uh, a million different things. All right. Jaguars today. Have a good Tommy show, Mack and Thank some, you guys. Have a good a weekend. A trip down yeah. visiting uh, memory lane um, when they continue. E? Now, today's takeaways brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. I uh, am taking away much, but I, on a personal note, I walked by that wheel yesterday and she was giggling at me. And Why? so, because I'm in last place in the Friday five pack, oh. I need, I need, uh, I need a good week. Yeah, Cat said Cat didn't like his pick, so I mean that's kind of a takeaway yeah. to combine with yours. My takeaway is I didn't know it, but apparently LeBron has no work ethic. <laughs> e, what's you taking away? 
Shout out to Bowles, Trinity, St. Augustine, Bradford, and Mandarin. Yeah. As they, um, they try to get close to that state title, to man. the Holy Grail. Yeah. All right, my man. Well, you guys have a great weekend.